And you know how like today's day and age, man, like, you know, we're a lot more sex positive these days. You know, we don't like to kink shame people and mm. things like that. So, mm. you know, I want to tell you a little bit of a story, dude. Like, you know, keep that in mind. But, you know, mm. back when I was hooking up with girls, you know, she would mm. tell me that she had like this humiliation fetish. So, mm. you know, in my head, I'm like, all right, cool, 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 whatever. whatever. <laughs> and then like, so, you know, when we're doing when we're doing our thing, right, she's like, dude, I, uh, Mike, I want you to be mean to me. So I'm like, OK, mm. so the first thing that came to mind is like, oh, yeah, yeah, your fetish is fucking stupid. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm done. She got there. Booed <laughs> everywhere. You totally meted me. Mm. Meted? Is that a is that a, a verb? The I meta. You. The meta. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, folks, for joining us on this week's episode. This one's going to be, I guess, a little bit of a weird one. This one is just for me and Adam. This is the Make Mike Believe episode. Mm. Uh, if you guys, uh, if you guys remember back in episode. 371, two episodes ago, uh, we had a little bit of a spirited disagreement about a, a certain album that I reviewed. So Adam is <laughs> I know. Gonna... apparently the, the members of our community thought that like this was the divorce episode or something. Yeah, I know. Well, Tell me about it. I feel so bad for weeks. <laughs> We're okay. Weeks. We're good. Nobody <laughs> likes to hear mom and dad fight. I understand. You know, it's, it's, I mean, as somebody who used to listen to mom and dad fight through the very thin walls of my mm. various places that I lived in. I mean, it's, and, it's an uncomfortable and, situation. I understand. And, and then make up with each other. Oh, God, no. <laughs> hey, folks, did you guys know that my mom's a screamer? Yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> you can I learn mean, all those tidbits in historical episodes of The Skinny with Mike and Adam. I mean, the I mean, entire every Monday hear that, I'm sure. Oh, snap. <laughs> and uh, for um, those of you who did actually check out uh, last week's episode, uh, thank you for doing so. Uh, I, I, I Unfortunately, I came to learn that that was one of our least performing episodes <laughs> on the oh, skinny God. with Mike and Adam. So wow. I think I, I think I know where the skinny audience sits with <laughs> video games. That's really surprising. I would assume that the audience carries over to video games quite yeah, a bit. I and also so. nobody wanted to hear about my sad, sad childhood, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, more sad childhood, less talk about video games. So, I mean, mm. I, I could, I could do like a re edit, like the Zack Snyder version of this. Right. Of, or no, that would mean it would be longer. Um, but uh, I could, I could do the, or I can do the Joss Whedon reduced cut, the Warner yeah. Brothers cut from 2017 of that right. episode, where I just right. cut out all the all the important parts and just have you talking for like you know <laughs> half that episode. I suppose that could be it. Or I could just you know insert all of the terrible family dynamics that were happening during those years that I tried to escape from through mm-hmm. video games. I mean that maybe will garner more listens i don't know but Tune either way the future we episode of the dorkiest that's the only way you're going to hear these great stories we didn't talk about phineas's new album on that show so finny hoss reason, <laughs> the only reason yeah. there wasn't enough discussion right was, and and also because this is going to be the 2017 uh um reduced warner brothers cut i gotta throw it i gotta like cg awful cgi like my mustache so um, of course yeah of course, Make millions of dollars. I'm sure. Right, uh, but CGI welcome me as a fat little 13 year old kid. <laughs> oh, 
Hi, girls. Why is nobody friends with me anymore? I like vagina. Does anybody want to play Street Fighter 2? Uh, anyway, let's stop making fun of little kid Adam for a moment. Oh, oh, this, is, this, is, this is a proper episode of The Skinny Without with Mike and Adam. So welcome back, true believers. We I'm so sorry for trying to get you i'm sounds i'm sounding salty so i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop now but uh we got we've got uh but you know besides the um uh county crows review in just a bit we got a little bit of stuff that we're going to talk about as well we're going to talk about some albums that we uh listen to one of which is rebecca black some of which is poppy you know what? yeah did you also check out the uh what was recommended in discord uh, the little ep from half lives i didn't see that in discord i'm sorry Okay, I'll talk about it then myself. Jesus the Christ. Dis- dis- the Discord feed just goes so fast. You miss mm-hmm. things sometimes. Can't keep up. Yeah. But uh, th- but then I, we, and I've also been listening to uh, the the first couple, maybe first debut. I don't know. They were a different name uh, from the band Live and also the Dave Matthews Band. I'm moving on uh, from my uh, Super Best Friend stuff. And I'm sure Adam's got a, hand, a good handful of albums that he's been checking out the last couple weeks oh, as well. Yes. Yes, some of them about robotic alien girls, which I look mm. forward to discussing very shortly. I'm just saying, you get into that world, your porn searches get really interesting. Oh, Adam, <laughs> Adam, Adam, Adam. First of all, no, there's nothing wrong though, with that. You just carry it over to any, anyway. Never mind. Yeah, technically, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, we're not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying it always. How we were sex porn. positive on this show. That's true. No kink shaping. No, no, no <laughs> kink shaming. Sorry. Right, Adam, your fetish exactly. is fucking stupid. <laughs> a little bit of an update though uh just a, just a bit of an update on last week's episode when we were catching up uh at the mid-year review uh we i, I talked about how close adam was to mm. making one of his bets come true well he's mm. even closer as of now because we've got uh we've got official word that halsey who released an album last year in january is releasing a new album this year coming out in July, October, August, August, August 27th. I Thank you. I, if I can't have love, I want power. And uh, yes. reading the description of, of like the concept and the philosophy of the album, it's about like motherhood and the power of femininity and like the amazing thing that women's bodies can do. Cause you know, she's on the verge of giving birth to her first child. So good on you Halsey. Uh, oh, and also it's going to be produced by um, uh, freaking Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. So like, What's that right. going to sound like? This is supposed to be her pop punk album, right? I don't That's know. That's what I had. I, I had read somewhere that like this is a pop punk album that it's everybody requested after the MGK song. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm down for maybe. that too because she sounded great on that song. I know. So uh, and word and word uh, word on the vine is that uh, "Bring Me the Horizon's second posthuman EP mm. album is going to be coming out October 14th. Uh, hmm. The subtitle seems to be called Ultraviolence. There has been listings of like the track list uh, of, of track names and also a couple of uh, features coming on, on that album as well. So that got everybody very excited over on Discord in the last yeah. couple of weeks. So that's right. Who yeah. was featured on there? Wasn't it like uh, one was Chris Roeder no. and the other one was <laughs> oh, that's right. somebody else. It wasn't yeah. Evanescence this time around. <laughs> no i think i think uh enough of the haters you know <laughs> we, we don't need more haters co- commenting on any more of those tracks but uh i mean kink, but no official word kink shaming kink shaming I no more kink shaming on evanescence okay <laughs> Wake me up. uh and yeah i think that's it I, I think that'll do it like we're not gonna dive into like 
news topics uh, at this time. But uh, please join us on Discord for yes. all these all these discussions and more. The link to that public invite is in the description below. We got somebody who joined not too long ago, but I think they're just going to be lurking, and that's perfectly fine too. And like I said, like if you want to just join and lurk, perfectly valid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that made me laugh so much. <laughs> Join and lurk, man. Join what and lurk. What are these fuckers doing today? <laughs> I'm lurking over here. <laughs> oh, the new the new song and thanks. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it too. <laughs> but I'm just lurking. I'm not speaking. But anyway, <laughs> we had a new addition to our skinhead family. I <gasps> mentioned from a couple weeks ago. That's true. Skinhead Tom had a new skinhead baby. So, oh my uh, gosh. That's and skinhead with two N's, by the way. Of course. So it's not uh, racist. Oh, that's right. Yes. Um, and he said he was introducing the baby to uh, Black Sails in the Sunset for its first uh, day on Earth, which good I choice. Think is a good choice. I mean, you got to start them young. You put the headphones right over their baby ears, mm-hmm. turn it up to 11. As loud as you can. Oh. And remember, it's yeah. okay because like their, their eardrums are still developing, right? So like, right. just start them off strong. That way it can... Like that way, the eardrum can develop calluses. Now, there's a chance they might be they might develop like you know deafness in both ears. But I mean, like they had a good run, right? It's worth it. I mean, a couple of weeks with AFI, you know? Yeah. Um, And I think Weegs is also uh, spawning a new skinhead one of these days too, right? Uh, He just had his son like not too long ago. Oh, okay. I I I couldn't keep track. And I mean, I I also I I I, I think. Uh, now that you say that, and by the way, congratulations to both of our listeners yes. there. And, you know, and also Daniel as well, who recently had his son this year, like a few months ago. I, I think I figured out the formula, Adam. We've always they're said. All having boys. They're all having boys, right? I know, but I think I figured out the formula. So everyone that we have either met in person or heard their voice, yes, we they, they end up having girls. Right. Daniel is screwed if he has another kid. It's just all girls from here on. Yeah. So if if Daniel has, yeah, because we've heard his voice now. So prior to, you know, him joining uh, me on the Dorkiest podcast, I we had no idea what he sounded like. But, you know, so now, and if we don't know their voices, they have boys. So right. if you guys want to continue having boys, don't show us your voice. Right. That's what we're trying to say. That's that's the most important uh, uh skill that you should learn from this podcast mm-hmm. we um, figured out the science we did the research because <laughs> as you guys have learned from my history with children uh it's not so fun so i hope you guys have a better experience <laughs> maybe through having an alternate gender in your house where it's like you know you know when you're growing up and you're just like man i wish i was around girls more often and then the universe is like well here's a bunch of girls that you can live with and you know clean up after and wipe their butts and every noses and stuff and you're like i don't want to be around girls anymore (laughs) (laughs) absolutely yeah so but again like on a serious note congratulations to our recent papas in uh in our discord family so best of luck to and that's just my wife oh oh (laughs) (laughs) yes but uh but best of luck to 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 you new proud papas and we wish you and your families nothing but health and happiness and you know and, and many great adventures along the way. Right. Uh, so Adam, I mean, Tom is just like two weeks in and that's not always the funnest of two weeks, but he's still isn't. keeping up with discord and his music and man, he's better, better than some of us, I think. <laughs> and you know, for some, I'm, I'm sure in some instances for, for many new parents is for my, for many new parents. Sorry. I can't speak today. I'm so tired. I went to the beach yesterday, but uh, like for, for many new parents, like 
you know, music and their hobbies and the things that they love or what keeps them going through these trying times. Right. Also, why are you getting your wives pregnant during a, during the pandemic? What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> oh man. Like you, you're kidding. supposed to be keeping six feet apart. All yeah. Times. Come on guys. Jeez. The CDC. <laughs> I, 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 said, I, I hope they mess. I hope they keep their mask on, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, probably. I mean, Fauci was just like, you know, don't put it in and you'll be less COVID, right? That was the slogan. <laughs> don't put it in for less COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see those up in billboards in the country and <laughs> in, in, in city streets everywhere. Uh, Adam, uh, shall it. we get started on the, on the big topic this week since we got a lot of show to get to? I think so. so yes. So what are know, we doing today, Adam? Again, historically, uh, I discovered this album in 2008 when it was initially announced and released and then i was immediately taken to a beautiful place with it i tried to share it with my friends and they all laughed and scoffed at me um, and that was fine and then i saved it until the year 2021 where now i've passive aggressively encouraged mike to listen to albums that i like and to varying degrees of uh, of, of similarity <laughs> with my own personal opinions <laughs> so I mean, here we yeah. are yes <laughs> yeah i mean you, you that, that sounds like a joke but like also i feel bad <laughs> but <laughs> if for, for majority might... of the time you are you and i are on the same page correct yes but again you grew up in a different musical era than i did i didn't actually like quote unquote discover music until the um the year 2000 or i guess or maybe sooner than that but right. uh, no it was sooner than that because i listened to corn's issues and the Marshall Mathers EP and the Space Jam soundtrack and Millennium by Backstreet Boys. I was a weirdo. I was, I was still finding myself anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, so and you, you know, kind of discovered music in 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 the grunge heyday. So you know, a lot of the Correct. albums that you have recommended to me are you know inspired and you know inspired by that. And um, yeah, so your, it's, so for me, it's, it's metal. It's, your heavy metal mixed with folk. Yeah, yes, exactly. So it, it so for me it's like it's kind of re, it's kind of learning about this new era and you know all this music that I missed and it definitely doesn't fall into the music that I grew up with of course but that's part of the fun of it, you know. And of course my exposure to this is going to greatly differ because Adam had what months and years to absorb these albums whereas I'm going them week sometimes two weeks at a time. Uh and and that what that's what leads us now to Saturday nights and Sunday mornings by Counting Crows. This is the fifth album, right? Yes. So yeah, After the, the f- juggernaut that was Hard Candy. I believe that was probably their most popular album. Mm-hmm. That time. was yeah, one that I liked a lot as well. Yes. And um, when I reviewed it on the show a couple weeks ago, the the last proper episode of the Skinny, um, you know, we I felt extremely guilty because the week prior Adam spilled his heart over what this album means to me. And I didn't feel that same thing. And I think part of what it is, is that, you know, Adam listened to this in a, you know, in a trying time in his life when he was, you know, he was also, I mean, yeah, Adam can explain it a lot better than I can. In hindsight, it wasn't as trying as later periods of my life would become, but it was probably like the most, it, it was the, it was the most, uh, how do I put it? It was, I had the most freedom I ever had in my entire life when I listened to this. Mm. And I was trying to figure out how to, you know, mold myself into a career working right. with 
extremely dangerous people who had done terrible heinous things yes and we'll be talking a lot like, about dangerous then, heinous things on this album as well and then i'd say but why did you do it and they just kept on saying i didn't do it i'm not there's nothing wrong with me mm-hmm. I didn't i'm the lead do it. singer of afi and i'd say no man you gotta like say you did it so that we can work towards getting you out of here but you don't understand i didn't do it so i need to be out of here it's just it's this backwards uh process that i'm not crazy you're sick. crazy took me six years to finally figure out it's not getting better let's move on <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in 2008 when i was right in the middle of that i was like oh okay and then i'm like putting my creative energy into music to try to explain what i'm dealing with on a day-to-day basis and then gravitating towards an album that was like man this is quite quite the the rise and fall of a very very interesting character troubled so, human being yes so, and uh yeah and one very interesting thing about this album too is that it is split up uh into two parts uh ends at cowboys i believe uh saturday nights right mm-hmm. and then uh sunday mornings begins at track seven at washington square tonal shift uh yes. a, a huge tonal shift and and not only that but the first half of the album was produced by um or, or the two halves of the albums were produced by two separate people, which which is a, a very, very great, uh, which is a great way, I feel like, to um, juxtapose the two sounds. Um, yes. But to get to my point about the, the differing of um, opinion, I guess, going into this album is that uh, I guess the, the crux of it was like, while I enjoyed the song writing, I personally didn't feel like the choruses and the song qualities uh were there to like meet it at its concept i love the concept of the idea of the concept but as a song as a as a as, as an album that exists in the musical medium it just didn't hit that same emotional like beat for me so what this review is going to be is adam explaining track by track in as much or as little detail as he wants why yes. I'm wrong and and well, I'm here for it. And I want to get my mind changed. And I, and I, and like going deep into the lyrics, I don't feel I need to do because, because oh. lyrically you're there. Like you, yes, you enjoy it on the lyrical side of things, which obviously is a huge component to this album. And that's usually what draws me into it and, and loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I guess I need to figure out where you're coming from with where it's where it's missing things right um and we'll walk and we'll work through this together and i believe by the end of this review we'll be closer than ever and and we'll have sex (laughs) and we'll have we'll have a baby and since i've heard your voice we're gonna have a girl (laughs) yes (laughs) name her adam and yes It'll be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, whenever you're ready, we can go ahead and get started with track one, 1492. Right. <clears throat> and we'll try to sync this up as best I can. Uh, we're, 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 we're remote uh, recording this episode today. So we're going to be listening to it separately on, on our own individual devices. And I'm just going to, yes. I'm just going to sync it up or I'm not going to sync it up, but I'm just going to play the track over. So we're going to try to sync it up as best I can. I'm going I'm to count down three, two, okay. one for each song. That way we go for the same point. So let me know when you're ready and then we'll count it down. All right. In three, two, one, play. So 1492, track one is playing right now. Got that drum solo coming in. Mm. 
the heaviest Counting Crows song that ever existed? I, yes. That, <laughs> I, I, and that was one thing that I was shocked to go going straight into this album. I was like, oh, wow, this has got some energy. Right. I think this was the first single. If not, you can't count on it. And yeah, other than like Come Around, I didn't recognize any songs. Oh, really? You even knew Come Around? I didn't know that one. Yeah, come like that. That's one that's still playing um, at, at your local Target near you. But um, uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't recognize anything from the first 13 tracks. I think I might have heard this song on the radio at one point and been like, "Oh, hey, Counting Crows have a new album. I should go check that out." And then I did. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the song, like you said, it, it feels like slam poetry over grindy, crunchy guitars, which yes. I always thought was pretty cool. Um, and it feels like it's got a good hook right there when it goes into the, I guess you would call it the chorus. I mean, even though the chorus is kind of like like a lower feel. Mm. Yeah, it's that's like I guess the choruses cool. are a little bit more low key than mm-hmm. the pre the prior four albums, and I guess that's where my disconnect kind of comes in here. Like, I've, at this point, I'm used to them writing really memorable choruses and right. good hooks and you know choruses that stick with you long after you've turned the album off and, and this is like a like a guitar solo that did not exist ever in previous songs <laughs> yeah it's pretty good it's, <laughs> Where did it's, this it's like from? a different band doing this <laughs> yes and that's it's, what i thought was so cool about it like well at this point of their career album five we need something to take us in a different direction mm-hmm. so Definitely yeah, I have no that. problem with the direction they went with this album. Like I said, the, the, the direction, the concept is cool. The, the the lyrics on paper are great, but I'm having trouble connecting to them as songs. And I need your help, Adam. That's what we're here for. Okay. I mean, the fact that he's kind of giving a little narrative of Columbus's three years there, and then he jumps into his own life in mm-hmm. 1964. <laughs> I know he's just like creating an idea of a character right here. May or may not be based on him. I have no idea. What do you? <laughs> I think for the for the rest of this review, we can just say it's him <laughs> to avoid confusion. I'm pretty sure he's talking about himself. Right. And I love this. You know, I'm the king of everything. I'm the king of nothing. It's like that whole like I'm wonderful. I'm terrible. I'm wonderful. I'm terrible. All amidst the rage and craziness of of the music. Um, I almost feel like it's hearkening back to the Rain King song from album one. Mm, if you look super close, you can hear little tidbits from previous albums. Okay, I, that's not something stuff. that I caught. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just uh, I think that they 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 purposefully tried to not create anything like they had before in the sense of where Hard Candy took them, you know? Sure. Where, you know, they, like, reached that point. So, um, yeah, I thought this track was very good. Yeah, as far as an intro track goes, it does do a great job of, like, introducing you to the first half of the album tonally, and, uh, of course, lyrically, you get some some hints at some debauchery and some, maybe some bipolar action going on. This is track two, Hanging Tree. Uh, and yeah, I was like, but it, as far as an intro track goes, I was all in. Okay, boom, here we go. This is different. We're 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 we are 
going into something that's special. I know that purposefully here on Hanging Tree, they wanted to make the music as like dissonant and icky sounding as possible. Like that was the entire drive of it. You mean how this kind of wailing guitar in the background is like mm-hmm. slightly off key? Yeah, like and, and you know even his vocals are slightly off key and like all of these like weird undertones there, just again to like promote that feeling of like, hey, here's something's not quite right here. Yes, yes. So I am a child of fire. I'm a lion. I have desires, and I was born inside the sun this morning. That's mm. pretty epic. Goes back to Icarus tracks later. Would would you call this the chorus? This is the chorus, right? I think so. Yeah. And for me, it's a memorable chorus. I I do. I do feel like it's 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 there. Okay. Again, telling just just establishing that he's pretty fucked up and he's having a fucked up time, and you know, here's my little my little ditty about that. Yeah, it's very self-deprecating too, and you know it's not meant to elicit good feelings. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's and that's perfectly fine. Not every song's supposed to be like, like, hey, have a good time with this. And 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 I, I think that I think that's my point, right? Like the 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 chorus is this 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 chorus is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I I and, and again, I like the message. I like where we're going here. But the chorus is still like, all right, all right, come on, let's, 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 I feel like something's missing. And maybe that's unfair, right? And, 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 and I don't want to feel like it's unfair. I feel like this is like the most Counting Crows chorus. Like, like for, for the tracks that we didn't really gravitate towards on the earlier albums. Like, this chorus feels like one of those. It's not like the strongest chorus. Oh, okay, sure, yeah. It's still... It's like middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, obviously, lyrically creating the story. Um, you know, doing that. And it's not like that awful. No, no, and it's not. And and I don't want to sound like I'm Here he goes, being like... I got a, I got a pair of wings for my birthday, baby, okay. and I will fall down through the sun this evening. Again, he's just... Somebody's propping himself reading. up. Somebody's <laughs> been reading his Christmas mythology. <laughs> exactly. So, and I, I like the like piano elements, or I don't know if it's keyboard or piano in the background. Oh yeah, yeah, and like musically, this album's perfectly like fine. I'm not fine. I'm, I'm sounding like I'm disregarding it, but like music, especially the first half, like the the music is like all over the place, and I do like how it purposely tries to get the listener to feel uneasy at times mm-hmm. and that, because that's a really cool thing to do like especially with the concept of where this album is going um, but again it's just like there's something missing here and, and what is it? I don't it, know because this little outro where it's just all kind of chaos but it's still like you can still hear the cohesiveness mm-hmm. amidst the chaos like I, I don't think they did that before <laughs> Like, yeah, they, just, they were trying to do something different from the previous yeah. four albums. Is there anything like after this album that's similar to this? No, they only had the one album that wasn't very good in 2014. Okay. So, this uh, is track three, Los Angeles. Right. So this is like the most, I don't know, 
don't even want to say radio friendly. It's just the least chaotic song of the <laughs> of this part of the album. Yeah, the first half. It's pretty chill. Uh, mm-hmm. I understand that Ryan Adams, singer Ryan Adams, collab collab with this. Cancelled singer Ryan Adams. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> but in 2008, he was he was all the rage. <laughs> so, and I, I I like this song a lot. I think it has a good chorus here. Um, it's a, it's very full of itself. Again, on the character driven side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I, I guess I could see where it's not like the strongest chorus. I still like it. Yeah, it's a lot about like the the, the level of excess of mm-hmm. being rich and famous, being you know a Los Angelite, and Los Angelite. It, yeah, and it, and it goes with the debauchery of like the first half of the album too. And again, but like like there's a good chorus in here, but get it out, dude. Mm-hmm. Like I can I can I can imagine this being a big hit if the chorus was just there. Because I'm loving the guitar, like, ooh, the guitar is so smooth. I love this kind of folksy twang in the back. Like, his voice is, like, all in point, too. Mm-hmm. It match- and it matches, like, the overall tone of what's going on. But, like, oh, my God, dude, the chorus, just come on, just get there. Like, it, 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 it's like when something's, like, 90% there, I just, I just need you to hit that extra 10%, dude. Well, and that's where I, I feel like this is such a build-up to where tracks five and six go. Mm. So, like, th- this feels like almost like the calm, where it's just like things are gonna get bad, but it's not so bad right now. I'm just like mm. hanging out in Los Angeles, thinking about, you know, what I'm doing here, and everything kind of sucks, but whatever. Just trying to make some friends, mm. <laughs> some like-minded friends. To yeah, help so, me to it, fall even further. Right. And then, like the, the the easiness of the of the chorus carries that for me. Um, for a lot of albums, for me, like if you can't hook me in from like the first three or four tracks, like with your hooks and your choruses, I'm like, ooh, it, it, it gets me nervous for the for the rest of the album. So, like, that's kind of where I've been. On my journey with this album, I'm like, okay, we're like three tracks in. I haven't had a big, great, memorable chorus yet. And um, and again, I, I don't want to sound like I'm being completely unfair and dismissive or anything like that. Like, I, I completely acknowledge everything around this album. I can pick apart great, well, great segments of this album. Music, musicianship is doing great. Lyrically, fucking fantastic. And I just need some of the parts to come together. I could tell that I'm frustrating you. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I get it. It's, I guess it's not as big as it could be, but it's mm. always been enough for me. Oh, okay. And, you know, obviously the story and, again, putting every other pieces together, that, that just brings you back. So, I don't know. I wasn't expecting anything more. Mm. <laughs> I feel like if this was like released as like a poetry book or like a short novel or whatever, it it would hit me fucking hard. But because this was released as an as a music album, like it has to stand up on that or or it has to live up to that like expectation. So um, and so that that includes like having memorable parts like sung and 
memorable choruses and something to keep the listener coming back other than the, other than picking apart the lyrics because let's be honest most people who listen to music don't pick apart lyrics I wish I knew what the hell you meant by that <laughs> <laughs> Me? I mean music fans of course pick apart yes. lyrics that's what this no, show I mean, is about I, I meant in terms of this album because I'm just like I'm listening to you say that I'm like yeah this album has all that yep <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't have the memorable choruses is what I'm trying to say it doesn't have those things other than picking other than this is track four Sundays other than um um coming back to listen to the the concept and to pick those pick those uh, concepts apart and uh, and get those memorable lines other than that and you and that's something that you the listener have to choose to do right and but sometimes we're drawn to songs just because they have good hooks and because that they make us feel good and like they just they they live rent free in our heads and we have to just keep coming back to it and that is what I'm missing. That's what I'm. That's what I'm craving. Because everything else around this, ten out of ten. But like the the the, the hooks, I, I I need that. And I know this is the chorus right here. A huge shift in the entire sound of the song. So far, the yeah. hokey little beginning there. Um, and that's what I always loved about this song. Obviously, it's more. It's it's like okay, I found a girl. And she I'm can fix myself, me. I, I, I'm throwing myself into it without even thinking about it. And but I don't believe in Sundays, and I don't believe in anything at all. I'm not looking into the future. I'm just living right now. Mm. <laughs> and then the second verse, he just tears her down. But that's not, that's not <laughs> as you do, <laughs> you know, as a troubled <laughs> yes. man can do, a troubled, toxic man. Who puts all of his eggs in the basket and hopes that like a partner will be the one to fix him and make him better and you know bring up his self-esteem and that's not how it works in relationships. So when somebody doesn't get that, then like oh you you dumb bitch like what why didn't you fix me? What's wrong your with mother, you? Your mother made you out of smoke and rain. Your mother made you in a fire that's fading. Whew, <laughs> that's a heavy line, dude. So. And again, I have no problem with any of the lyrics. lyrics <laughs> right. <are boring. laughs> and and I just love the the shift right here. Like this little chorus, even though it's not like big and bombastic, and obviously it's 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 a lighter tempo, but it's such a huge shift from that mm-hmm. from the from the verse there. So I always thought that was such an interesting transition. And yeah, it it, I, it prevents it this song from feeling samey, and the right. pacing too is pacing is done the pacing is re- really good on this album especially especially when you go into it knowing that like the first uh, the, 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 yeah, the tracks are two different um, concepts or and two different tonal shifts like even within those two parts there's like ebb and flows as far as the, mm-hmm. the pacing goes right. and then this on the third verse here he's like fading 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 to the point that he's like alright I'm out of here yep <laughs> And he, he just leaves, and then that's where insignificant comes in. That's such mm-hmm. a cool breakdown song. Yeah, and the way that each song thematically feeds into one another, fucking fantastic. No problems with that. No problems. You just want your bigger choruses, my I just want. I, I just want. <laughs> I want. I want the songs themselves to match up with how great everything else is is in it. I, I want the and sum I, of its parts to come and be like a 100% album. 
And I know that you've already given yourself so much time with this, but do you think this this is where you're at? It's not going to get any better than where you're at now? Well, that's what I'm hoping with this review. And I'm not trying to put pressure on you like, hey, Adam, make me like this. <laughs> you know, I'm not, uh, I, I want to get like a deeper understanding of each track. Like, why does this one speak to you? Where's the hook well, in this yeah, for you? Even like the production on the symbols right here. Look that. Dude, I'm no, there. I, like, I'm, I'm already love there. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way, like, the, the, the mus- musicianship is produced. I love how each part comes through when it needs to. It's fucking great. Like, I have no problems with any of that. But again, like, I just need, I need, I'm, I'm looking to get over that last bit that, um, okay. that, uh, that I need to make this, like, a top 100 album for me. Okay. Because there's certain songs that can yeah. do that. We might not get there today, that, but no. I feel like <laughs> this is an important conversation right. for us to have. And we're going to have it publicly, of course, because that's right. who we are. Because we're narcissists. Uh, yes. And uh, this is track five, in- Insignificant, by the way. Now, please tell me you like this chorus. This chorus is incredible. This one's pretty decent, yeah. I mean, of, of the you know, of the five that we're listening to so far, this is pretty good. Like we're finally getting to something. I was like, okay, I can, I, I, I remember this one. So as we're watching him slowly fade and figuring out where he's going, um, and figuring out that you know he's he's freaking out and that this is the main reason is about being insignificant. There's a musician that we listen to that's in an active band right now that kind of writes similarly to this, like this song. I've been trying to figure out who to compare it to. Interesting. I don't know. Probably won't figure it out right now, but it's like been on the tip of my tongue ever since I listened to this album. Like, oh, this sounds like that one band. Icarus falling out of the sun again. Greek mythology. Nobody's ever done that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, it's so deep, dude. <laughs> I like the intentional voice cracking too. It really oh, yeah. adds to the song writing. Right, right. And I love and that they didn't go back and fix that. Right. And the pain that is yep. going on here. Yeah, I feel like when you when you go and read the lyrics or pick apart the lyrics of this album and you hear what he's saying and you go on this journey too like just hearing tiny little um, quote unquote mistakes like that of leaving in the the voice cracking it gives you chills dude Mm -hmm. so because you know I'm having trouble meeting this album on like a bombastic like songwriting sort of yeah. way I'm having to pick out things like that to come back to I'm like oh my god that's that's fucking brilliant I love the, are you the... aware of your intentions because I wear my intentions so clear oh <laughs> <laughs> fuck you Adam Duritz I'm gonna go sleep with you tonight I know <laughs> that is like an incredible way to end that bridge into this like guitar solo yeah great solo too and then it goes into this like incredibly epic third verse where you're just like, this is it, we're reaching the pits. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I love this so much. I wish I could see where you're coming from on it. 
missing something. It, it goes back to like that that slam poetry in front of music. I guess I feel like it all it, it comes together as a song. Mm. <laughs> Better than like maybe even. I mean, the Doors kind of did the same thing. <laughs> I guess they did, didn't they? Yeah. But uh, with a lot more this chorus is growing on me, though. It's really good, dude. <laughs> yeah, and when I you can tell you, you love can, it. You can apply it to the character. You can apply it to yourself. Being a 27-year-old trying to like make it in bands and trying to figure out like why the hell I'm being driven to uh, to to make it in music, and everything seems to be getting more complicated, and I'm getting less and less exposure. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I just Same. played this awesome show. Oh, look, one person commented on our MySpace page. That was nice. Same. Thanks, thanks, Mom. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, that was insignificant. Fucking emotional wreck that was. Yes. And we're going to be going into the last song of the Saturday night's portion of this album. This is called Cowboys. Mm. Uh, probably my favorite song of I this I wish, uh, half. I wish I could just pause every verse and go word by word with you but maybe we'll do that a whole episode on cowboys there's a lot to dissect with this one too right so this is like i'm in the pit of despair i got a gun in my hand and i'm gonna go do what the fuck i want to do who wanted to change the world it's as easy as my highlights and paper trails And, and, and it's sure, so interesting really how it's juxtaposed with like this upbeat, like almost like radio friendly musicianship in the background. Oh, and I love shit like that too, where it's like, like, it's like, oh, you're, you're you're singing along, having a good time, but you have no idea that I'm talking about like murdering myself mm. and everyone around me. It comes down right there. God, it's such a good dynamic. And all the Again, drop out too. Never been done by this person. <laughs> <laughs> what a pioneer! Oh, a little piano in the background, too, just like little mm. complimenting the vocals. Mm-hmm. And just a little bit more of like a freeform, as song, as, as songs like song structure goes. It's a little more freeform than the rest of the. Uh, than the songs prior, I think. Yeah, that's that, kind of adds... core, and it's chorus, more or less. Yeah, yeah. But it does kind of like add to its uniqueness. So I would just sit at the coffee shop, smoking cigarettes, absorbing this song, mm. just being like, wow. Like, I, I, I don't know. I can't like really compare much else to this. I mean, except for bands that only write music about killing people. You know, Counting Crows never did that before. Mm-hmm. That was what was so. so Adam Duritz had some stuff to sort out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a dude looking for his place in the world and um, not finding it. And mm-hmm. <laughs> knowing that he's tried everything he possibly can, so he's just taken off. And he's going to start maybe killing people. And even though we're going to go into Sunday mornings here in just a bit, like, does he, does he find those answers? The answer so may shock you. <laughs> I always like when we we read about like Scott Stapp getting in a car and driving across the country, following like some angel on his on, on his the hood of his car. Yeah, that's like almost what I think about when I hear this. Yeah, is like this. That's what this guy is doing. There's something. 
pushing him. To yeah, he's just being driven by something, and he doesn't understand what it is. So he's gonna take. So he's gonna use violence to figure it out. Right. And it's all it's all rooted in a sense of that insignificance and nothing. Mm-hmm. And failed relationships and insecurities. Yo, Adam Duritz, Sam. And that sounds so fucking like authentic. Yes, it's like when 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 she's saying I don't love you, but in his mind he's like, no, no, she's she's just pretending that. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> and like that's part of the crazy. Yo, Adam Duritz, Sam. <laughs> I've been there, bud. Ooh. Wait for you where Saturday is a memory and Sunday comes to gather me into the arms of God who will welcome me. I believe. I believe. This is like, this is powerful song. And again, I I went four years without listening to this and not even thinking about this song. And then I re-listened to it just like a month ago and was like, wow, Mm. (laughs) I forgot. How emotional that And that I do gets. recommend like the listeners go to like Lyric Genius or something and like just just take some time to like list, just read some of the lyrics. You don't have to you, I recommend doing it with the album of course because I want people to like I'm not saying like I'm right or Adam's right or whatever like everyone has their own music uh, music tastes and opinions and stuff but like read these lyrics though and you're gonna be moved and you're gonna feel uncomfortable in certain spots but that's what that's the point of some of these songs and like I have yeah every word spoken on this album no fucking problem with 10 out of 10 dude this is like one of the highlights of the album is this fucking cowboy song how fucking chaotic it is and how the chaos like matches with the lyrics and matches with the tone and the and the and and the concept fuck I love this solo so I always felt this was like the band hitting its creative peak right there it, it feels like it's a full band contribution it doesn't just feel like an Adam Durrett song that five guys are behind him on so, did Adam Durrett's like write the music for all of the instruments or does he like collab um, or I, I, no I think their guitar player has a lot of co-songwriting credits oh, okay like he helps with the composition well. yeah so Saturday That's nights good. is over we're moving now to track seven, Washington Square, the beginning of the Sunday mornings part of uh, the album. Huge so tonal me, shift, as you're going to hear. Right. And I feel like they did that just to fuck with me, because every time I hear this, I'm like, I needed a transition track. Mm. Just down a little bit and then go into this song. <laughs> yeah, it goes into what I was t- talking about with the pacing. The pacing is mm-hmm. great. Man. And this is basically where he he's like waking up and like where the fuck am i hmm. i sold my piano <laughs> that was um, fast <laughs> my family is so far away right now and i don't know what the fuck is going on and i'm still like left with chaos in my head but there's nothing i can do and it's all the beginning of the depression mm. though the reflection too and like the I, and the realization of your faults and Mm-hmm. what you what you need to do to learn to get better but also the refusal to do it right because the, the the rest of this side of the the album is still like i'm a piece of shit yep <laughs> and i'm trying to not believe that but i just i can't regardless of what's happening yo adam duritz sam 
<laughs> Same, bro. Same. So I, I always just felt like it was too soft. But yeah, but I think you need that. I think I need to feel that way. That it's such a drastic alternate to like, remind me how emotionally this album is. Yeah, and so, it's and it's super emotional, and it's intentional, and it's intended to be, and. But the the I want to say scatterbrain because it's just kind of again just reading poetry to some piano, right? Well, and this is definitely him and a piano, yeah, as well as a couple other tracks on this end. Mm -hmm. um, and again, yeah, there, there's it's just like I, I can I can hear like an indie folk singer at a coffee shop doing this exact same thing mm -hmm. just like reading from his journal while playing some like, beautiful piano in the background which is fine and, and, and it's I'm not saying it's a bad thing but the harmonica comes in ugh, beautiful fucking harmonica <laughs> solo but the but but for this to be a 10 out of 10 like I need this to I need this to bring me back I don't need it to be like another chapter in a story because then why am I listening to it as an album when I could just be reading the poetry, and and I feel like if I were just to sit down and read the lyrics of this of the um, of the album, not that the musicianship isn't great, but I feel like I get more out of that than trying to listen to it as an album. Mm. So you and again, it sounds like I'm being harsh. You haven't sat down with the lyrics yet. Oh, I have like twenty oh, okay. times. Okay, cool, but not on its own though I guess I, I, hmm. maybe I wasn't clear like maybe I should try that too and see if I get anything different out of it okay maybe I mean I got no problem with turning these kind of tracks into piano driven kinds of things because that's just who he usually is as an artist yeah um, and again I think the band like consciously wanted to stray away from what they had done and make something that was I guess not as I don't want to say pop oriented but just something different like that yeah where it's like we didn't want to do like the, the big chorus thing again maybe I, oh. I that's what I'm thinking that's what I'm yeah, thinking a little bit more introspective but mm -hmm. um, especially when you read the story behind you can't count on me because apparently that song took forever for them to figure out hmm. how to write how to bring all those pieces together which is still probably the 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 poppiest song on this album yeah and like they said they kept working on it and it would be like nope it sounds too pop it sounds too pop it sounds too pop and then they finally figured out a way to make it work and then on almost any sunday morning that's track eight right track now eight i love this song so much this is the, I know. the most fucking brian fallon fucking shit on this <laughs> album and i fucking i'm here for it <laughs> Before Brian Fallon was Brian Fallon to me. Before this Brian was Fallon that. was born, it was on <laughs> almost any Sunday morning. Uh, uh, you were so stupid to believe in things you couldn't see and make them all you want. Damn. <laughs> uh, do you do you like um, the Sunday mornings? Part of the album more than the Saturday nights. Like, does that I'm, resonate with you more? I I I, I think I'm balanced. Okay. I, I definitely enjoy Cowboys a lot. And it's yes. 
But there's a lot of really good stuff on the slower parts that works too, like this song and ballet doigt, ballet doigt, whatever you say it. Um, but yeah, I guess like the more stuff geared towards me is on the first half. Mm. But then there's tracks like this. And again, this was before Brian Fallon became who he was. So listening to this with no Brian Fallon history, I thought this was like one of the greatest things yeah. <laughs> in terms of like this stripped down folky stuff. Yeah, like I said, the most Brian Fallon shit is right here. Lost, but it all keeps coming back in the morning. Man, see? Ah. And it doesn't even need like a big chorus, I don't feel. Like I definitely understand where you're coming from with no chorus on this song. Yeah, again, this is just a freeform structure. Uh, songwriter just singing lyrics to music in the background. Mm-hmm. Which at this point, I feel the band, is they, they deserve it. Mm. You know? yeah, they, they've earned the kind of... Yeah. Uh, and they needed yeah. a change, you know? Sure, yeah. I agree with that. I remember I, I had gone many years with between, you know, 2002 and 2008. I think I was absorbing hard candy in this one right around the same time. So there wasn't a lot of Counting Crows I was listening to leading up to that. Mm-hmm. But in, in an era of my brain of like, no, every band needs to change with every single album or it sucks. Like, this hit me perfectly with that. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but... No, it, it it definitely does because I I, I agree too. Like I, I like it when bands do bold, drastic mm-hmm. changes, and you know especially when they're fucking successful and like there's hints of their history in the change. Right. Too. This is track nine. When I dream of Michelangelo. When this song, you know, th- this is the callback song to Angels of the Silences. Oh, remember? Remember? Explain. I dream of Michelangelo when I'm lying in your. Little angel oh, fuck, you're right. my head, and <laughs> I mean that—that's—that's why, like, yeah, it just—it it ties that back in. So, uh, and of course, you would catch that because you're mm-hmm. like a big Counting Crows fan who's been right. listening to their music for however right. long, and I listened to each of these albums like a week or two weeks. <laughs> I know, I know. I listened to them for years yeah. <laughs> before this album came out. <laughs> so this is the song of like her trying to build him back up again. And he's just like, mm, I'd like to. I'd like to believe that. Instead of putting into work to, you know, work on myself, I'm just going to find a woman to do that for me. Because I'm too afraid to, you know, find the things that I don't like about myself and confront them. A white bread life, just something ignorant and plain. And I, I, and then I always go back to like where he probably was mentally when they wrote "Recovering the Satellites." You know, when they were first on their like big fame kick, mm-hmm. and did not respond so well to that. So it was like, I'm gonna go live up here in the in the clouds and <laughs> and not worry about the rest of the world. Yeah. yeah, more more so being out of my head for a while. Yeah. And then Saturn on a line is another callback to something I can't remember now. But... 
love the banjo in the background too we haven't had much banjo um, in this album yet or that I've that you can like notice for sure but fuck hits you slight again the production so fucking good and we're at what we're on our second producer too and the way that they work in tandem to bring out the correct emotional beats in the music fuck that, that's that's not something that you get a lot in a lot of um, Gil big albums Gil Norton did the first half and Brian Deck did the second half except for Steve Lillywhite uh, produced 1492 because that yeah, was from Gil, the, the Hard Candy sessions yeah Gil Norton has worked with like Foo Fighters and Jimmy Eat World and Dashboard Confessional and uh, Brian Deck has worked with like uh, with a bunch of musicians I'm not familiar with looks like so I really like that song. It, I didn't care for it back in the back in the day, but it definitely grew on me mm-hmm. well over time. How's the pacing for this for you when you were first listening to it? This is track ten, by I the way. Anyone but you. I mean, it took me so long to accept Washington Square because I always was against that song because it just came down too much. So that took you know a good thirteen years or so to really come around on. So maybe you'll get there. <laughs> I do love this little <laughs> keyboard kind of thing that's driving the driving the beat. Right. Um, anyone but you, you know, again, not like my ultimate favorite song on this album. It's, you know, five minutes long. It's slow. It grinds. But the, the only element of a chorus you have here is when when he says, you. And I, I always thought that was a cool hook. Very simplistic though, but like, yeah, it's 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 the biggest thing they have to a hook as far as like the song goes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really wonder if you know if you had gone many years before jumping into this album, and you had reached this point where like, okay, I've listened to Counting Crows plenty, I, I want to hear something different. Mm. I wonder if that would have like affected kind of the way you responded to this one. Yeah, and I'm and I'm and again, enjoying listening to you hear about your um, history with this band too, because again, you've had years, I've had a few weeks, yes. and I and, it, and that's definitely going to affect my enjoyment versus yours. Um, I, but I had always felt that like people could jump into this album and enjoy it um, for those elements on maybe, its own, huh? <laughs> maybe there needs to be more of a buildup. I'd say there is. I'd say the buildup that you gave me is the proper way to do it because there is that. And again, just because like I feel like there's something missing with this album doesn't mean everybody else will. But but that appreciate. But you're right about that appreciation of like, oh, they went in a different direction, and this is a huge concept, and it's split into two, and they went to two different producers, and they're stepping away from being like a radio band where the, and they're being more introspective like you can't get that appreciation unless you listen to the prior four and at that time I didn't even know if that was what they were doing you just <laughs> felt like, like the second half of the album was like a lot slower well I just felt like they were like are they trying to get more popular with this like are they trying to bring this element because I didn't know if like the radio was responding to this or anything like that 
so it was just like well I like it nobody else I've ever talked I, I don't know anybody else except you that's listened to this album so I, I don't know I don't have anything to compare it to <laughs> you and I have been the, are the only ones who ever bought this album yeah. I think so it's very possible <laughs> so um, but yeah this one this one's a little bit of a dragger but I still enjoy the elements of that I like the, the dynamical changes there this is as far it, as it, it, like from my perspective of like this is the safe song I guess mm, like okay. I could if I was a record producer not knowing any, you know, the, you know, the band just submitted this, and the AR and, and the A and R team just like submitted this. It's like, okay, well, we'll throw this one as a as a single because this looks like it'll do well. I guess it was a single, wasn't it? I had no idea. Oh, was it? No, I had no idea. Single on the album. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it's interesting the way that that kind of kind of boils down. And after sitting through recovering the satellites and like searching for elements within that that were good and then finally coming to the realization it was kind of just a, <clears throat> a, a an average to above average album when I really really wanted to love that album so much um, so to, to, to hear them not go back to that so much um, was also a big step in the right direction for me mm, too okay. and just being like wow this is something that I can enjoy <laughs> on my own with I had nobody else's opinion to compare it to sure <laughs> that's another thing too is like you know you obviously listening to albums and everybody listens to it and everybody tells you like this sucks you're an idiot for not liking it or, or, or liking it or whatever which way yeah, I got and that's one thing that I want to always avoid do or like, especially in recent years I want to avoid giving people like like really making harsh. them feel like you have to you have to agree with my opinion or you know or you know stuff like that or like or lead them on to you know or to, or to seed a pre-existing um opinion for them going into an album um mm-hmm. especially for you too like i want you like i, I always want to try to let you go into every album i recommend to you like as cold as possible because like i i feel like there's that there's something special about some about people going into i don't really like that outro by the way um no the outro is not so great yeah kind of lazy this song this next song yes definitely one of my favorites we're going into track 11 you can't count on me i'm so surprised to hear that they struggled with figuring out how to do this song Mm. it seems so simple (laughs) maybe that's maybe that's where the struggle was maybe they felt like it was too safe yeah i think it really was and i mean like lyrically again it's just like like why are you coming back to me i'm still not worthy of this and like whatever i'm just gonna gonna treat you poorly you're yep. just my toy and i can't stop playing with you baby <laughs> that feeling that like people oh, can't depend on you and that feeling that like 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 why like why why do you see me as someone that can actually, that's actually capable because i'm not i don't believe myself to be yo adam Duritz, sam same. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, yeah, and, it, and it's it's such a like positive sounding song. Yeah, until in that juxtaposition, like, wow. I I love that. I love that. I love that trick that they did in the first, especially in the first half of this album. Where like, oh, what a cool upbeat, heavy song, and and like, oh, and then you read the lyrics, like, oh my god, I was singing along to those <laughs> the whole time. Right, right. 
Well, and right there on on the on the verse, that piano with the open hi hat. Like, yep. That that was the element that they worked like for a long time to figure out because that was just like the yeah, really good film. Last really, really good film. Yeah, it's very very interesting, and the way they like they kind of recorded the the piano in like a certain way to give it that kind of like echoey feel. Mm. It's like oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I, I would have I would have thought that that was a post production trick. And again, it just shows us that when you make an album, we have no idea how much pain and suffering the band goes through for us to be like, cool, uh, it's alright. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> Next. Love, love this first one. And we're back to the interesting solos. So again, pacing. We've, we've had four tracks now that have been very, very soft, very, very melodramatic. We're, we're kind of upbeat a little bit, but you know, still lyrically and conceptually. We're still at the Sunday mornings kind of reflective, but not yet healing part of the of the songwriting. And this is this is a chorus. I mean, again, it gets stuck in your head, and but you can't really sing it. You can't just go walking around singing this. No, I think you need to go if you wanted to be free. There's just one thing you need to know. You can't count on me. Like you can't just go singing that at the mall. You know, (laughs) (laughs) like oh, mommy, that mentally ill man. Keep a distance from him. But what is socially acceptable to sing at the mall, of course, suck my fuck! <laughs> Which we do all the time. Always. So, definitely one of my standout tracks. Yeah, one of my favorite choruses is this song here. And then you go into another somber slow song. Which is fine, because I really like Le Ballet d'Or. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Maybe we should look that up. Because we are ending track 11 right now, going into track 12. We're almost done here, folks. And I feel like, but I, I, I want to say before we end this review, too, in a couple tracks, like, I do feel like this is very productive, Adam, you and me talking about this album. Okay. I'm starting to I'm get a little bit more insight for each of these songs from you. And that's, and I, and, and I want that. I want to be at your level. And I'm going to continue listening to this album, by the way. I'm not going to. I'm not gonna be like, okay, well that review's done. I'm gonna, I'm gonna burp, 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 burp. on to Rebecca Black, you know. <laughs> I mean, a little bit different of a concept. <laughs> a little bit, yes. <laughs> and I feel like this is just a good way to kind of prep for the end of the album. I wish this was the last song. It definitely gives off those vibes. Yeah, and the next song is the only one that I can't really stand listening to. Oh, okay. This song is cool. It stands for the Golden Ballet. The Golden Ballet. Ooh, I like it. Nice. And it, I almost feel like this, this is almost a song of like, we're, we're trying again. I'm feeling a little bit like going and doing life again. Mm. It's starting to come back a little the bit. The hint of healing. Right. And it's just got all those, all, all that pain in his voice, and yeah, and it's just the piano. There's not too much else going on here, and it's got a really simple chorus. I know that. Mm-hmm. And again, and, and it does kind of come off as just singer reading poetry to some music, which is fine. And at this point in the album, like if you're if you're still listening to it, like you you you've acclimated to what this album is at this point, mm-hmm. whether you enjoy it or not. Um, that you, you've this is you're you're all in at this point. 
Right. I do wish this was the last song, man. Mm-hmm. What a what a good vibe to go out on. The last one before come around, because you know I like that song. It's all right. That just a, seems weird. That's a safe <laughs> Counting Crow song. Mm-hmm. But today's gonna be the first day I look at the lyrics to it, so <laughs> it's pretty. Oh, so pretty you just hard. kind of absorbed the lyrics just on your own over the years? Yeah, you actually well, sat down and read it. Uh, yeah, exactly. And you know, usually 59 minutes. Most of the times, I would listen to this album. I would turn it off on the previous track. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a you can't count it. Long ago. Oh, okay. I would usually get that far, and then like something else would come up, and I would just be like, "Oh, I don't need to listen to that last song. I heard it once. It wasn't." Yeah, I was just at Target. I've heard it. That's interesting. <laughs> Never heard it in public. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah I, I felt like it, Come Around was one of their biggest songs because I hear it all the fucking time. Okay, well, luckily, <laughs> but it is pretty negative, nonetheless. Oh, so of course, it like is. this whole fucking album's negative. <laughs> it fits on this end of the album too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but as for the ballet door, I, it, it, it works. I mean, again, he's he's in his early 40s at this point mm. so that's another element where it's yeah, like he's well, been maybe, around the block he's maybe dated okay. emmy rossum at this point i know well and i know or like, is currently going, dating emmy rossum i don't know going into this album he had a relationship end as well as a grandparent that died um and that obviously fueled a lot of the negativity there um, but then I was thinking, like, I wonder who he was dating they broke up with. Could that have been Lindsay Lohan <laughs> in 2006 or so? <laughs> uh, don't fucking it's, remind me how fucking like, age-inappropriate this guy dates, dude. I know. I'm sorry. But, you know, as... It could have been anybody. It could have been anybody. <laughs> it could have been Emmy Watson. But uh, what do you call it? Like, in, And I, it, you get a better understanding from this, from lyrically at least, with how he... I don't, I don't know is praise the right word praise on like young women no, that's 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 an that's that's not a correct I, we've already established that the women are drawn to him he's already Did, done the we? work okay he's done the work on those albums <laughs> they're just to him now and he's just like okay you're 23 I'm 43 whatever let's go I, you can't hold yourself back at that point um, yes you can but <laughs> but I think like you get a better understanding of like why he dates women so young and like it's that it's that feeling that insecure feeling that he's constantly has and he's probably sh- he's sharing publicly in albums like this where he he doesn't feel good enough he doesn't feel like he is himself is is worthy of love or respect or self-care or anything like that. So he's going to get a hot young lady to do it for him. So this is a track 13 on a Tuesday in Amsterdam long ago. Right. So he was with Emmy Rossum in 2009 after this oh. album. So this album brought her in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Interesting. Emmy Rossum, I hope you're married to someone who's age appropriate. It's possible. I guess we'll never know. Wait, Wikipedia will tell me. <laughs> um, she married Justin Siegel in 2008. Man, so she must have divorced him. <laughs> Whoa, shit. So she like, so she was like in a relationship with Adam Duritz while she was married to some dude. I think so. Or oh, right fuck. That, 
He caught her on the rebound, I think. Yuck, right on the rebound, probably. She's married to a writer-director named Sam Esmail. Is he age-appropriate? 2017. He is 43 now, and she's oh, 35. she's my age. Uh, I mean, that, yeah, that's that falls in the... He's, I mean, he's younger than Adam Duritz. <laughs> so let's just quickly come back to this song. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the low point of the album for me. Mm, musically and conceptually. And, and, you know, it's five minutes long. And it's like, I should be okay with this at this point. I just feel like rhythmically, vocally, it doesn't carry for me. And then at the end, when he's, when he's screeching out, come back to me. Like, I mean, that's like, the emotional knife right there yeah it just kind of takes a little too long to get there yeah and i'm and by then like my brain has moved on i'm just like this has been a long album i've enjoyed it but i'm okay with uh putting this to bed now so you, you feel like this is just one piano ballad too long mm-hmm. yeah okay. it's five minutes too long <laughs> okay i could have i could have done with like a minute a minute and a half less of this Maybe. song yeah. Especially because this is like the third piano ballad of the album, um, right. but again, this is the con- this is the conceptual expressing my demons to to the public, getting this off my chest, letting people know that I'm not well, and I'm not always well willing to be well. Um, so I mean, I understand this. I was starting to f- I was starting to feel myself come out of it. Yeah. Now I'm. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go back down. <laughs> it's a perpetual cycle, and mm-hmm. you know, Adam Duritz, Sim. But uh, <laughs> it, it, so I, I get it, and 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 I want, and I so I understand this song's purpose, and I understand. Mm-hmm. But again, that it goes back to that disconnect that I have. Like a, like I feel like there's something missing, and this song. I'm not gonna say it doesn't do it for me, but it's like it, it just kind of reestablishes. Like, all right, I, I've. What, what what am I missing here? What am I not getting? I don't know. Other than and, the incredible songwriting or the incredible right. lyric lyrical content. And that's all that I can go back to. Like I can give this song like just a like, well, it's not my thing. Mm. But the rest of the album really kicks me in the nuts. Yes. That's what I like about it. And I and I encourage the skinheads of the world to unite and listen to this album. Um, <laughs> And let us know what you think. Yes, for those of you who are, you may those of you out there who love, and I'll feel like a total dick shit. <laughs> <laughs> those of you out there who love yeah, sad boy stuff like Brian Fallon or uh, Frankie Turn Turn and you know and, and and their compatriots, like this is a great album to just read the lyrics to, vibe out on, see if you connect to it in a in a musical or lyrical way. And um, but like I said, like a I do feel like this was a productive talk. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I apologize to you, Adam, if you feel like I was like being a little too harsh on this album. I know it's one of your favorites. I, I think I just need time with it. Does, okay. does, is that what it sounds like to you? Maybe, maybe. Because uh, maybe I just need to let go of the fact that like, yo, these aren't going to be like Ryan Fallon level choruses. Right. That is very true. And, you know, and like I said, in the pre-Brian Fallon world, this was kind of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you went into this without knowing who Brian Fallon was. I went into this. He's one of my—he's my favorite fucking songwriter of all time. Right. 
So for me, it's it's purely nostalgia at this point that I can okay. tap back into and be like, oh man, I, st- I remember listening to this and it felt so good. And mm. these songs I feel were good, but I mean, no, nothing can reach that level. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the final track we'll be getting to for this review. This is Come Around, Come the, around. the breakout hit. Apparently, Go to your local target right now. It's playing right now, I guarantee. That's so weird. And I and now that I think about it, I probably have heard it mm-hmm. and been like, why did they play this song? Because I didn't care for this song much back in the day either. It definitely grew on me over time. Because um, I would always think, like, why wouldn't they play a good song like Cowboys or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> so, but I just love the, the visual imagery, um, you know, about flying into L.A. as little pieces blowing gently on the wind, mm-hmm. um, settling on the waves, and then he's just one of those many millions of pieces, like everybody else who came here looking for instant stardom that, for some people, it came from. Yes. For some a people got vast, to live there for Madam Yeah, for a vast, vast majority, I'm talking more than 99%. It, most people will crash and burn in LA and we need to stop romanticizing that city as a society I mean and then the second verse I have waited for tomorrow from December till today mm. Again, going back to long December right look and at I've you started, man I've started love, loving sorrow along the way <laughs> yo Sam <laughs> <laughs> sometimes yeah you, sometimes it's easy for people who are prone to depression and anxiety to just feel comfort in there because that for you know for a lot of especially in highly stressful situations that's like our constant mood and it takes a lot of work to get out of that and to move past it so man that that line fucking hit me hard that's that's what i love about it so i i I wish i could give you a better ability to feel more connected to it um i'm glad that you took this journey um because there's definitely a lot of elements to be connected on mm. and uh yeah just i just feel bad though too because like you had me listen to this band's discography up to this point just right. for this album well and hard candy hard candy is in my oh, top sure. 100 as well so yeah. i was really happy that you connected with that one as well <laughs> that one had amazing courses yeah and this one i mean I don't know what else to kind of say. It just, yeah, I, I would imagine for a lot of people it was it was hit and miss in one way or another, mm-hmm. and that's okay too. It went to number three on the charts in the U.S. Yeah, oh good. Billboards. And I don't know. I, again, you're the only other person I've I've heard a reaction from, so I look forward <laughs> to hearing more uh, with the rest of my life. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep listening to this, bud, because like I like I said like. Dude, the lyrics fucking hit you hard, man. So, you know, I'm just gonna, from here on out, I'm gonna go into it just being like, okay, I mean, I'm gonna go into it just listen to that as a songwriting um, uh, enjoyment factor. I love that line. If you wait for what's coming and you listen to her lies, then she'll say the things you need to hear, and the only one who will disappear is you. Mm. <laughs> again again i mean it's it's brian fallon level lyrics yep <laughs> dude when i'm in my fucking 40s am i gonna 
be I mean I'm already married but like am I, when I'm in my 40s am I gonna like have this midlife crisis thing of like <laughs> I need women to love me if, if you're mentally ill then yes I guess so <laughs> and as soon as Brian Fallon writes his you know murderous drive across the country song I'll be all in fuck just waiting on it <laughs> All right, man. Well, is there any last things you want to share uh, while we're closing out this song? I don't think so. I'm, I'm, I'm good to go on this. I, I value that you are, are are willing to give it a chance, and you're not just been like, Adam, this album sucks, and if I listen it to it, again, my ears are going to fall off. <laughs> Adam, it sucks, and you suck for liking it. <laughs> exactly. So, um, But yes, I, I hope that you continue to evolve on it. And I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to say you, you will get any more evolved on it. Mm. You can just hope. That's the most important thing. Is yes. Hope. Hold on to that hope. I mean, the lyric, the lyrics of this album don't hold on to hope, but mm-hmm. no, that's part of the enjoyment, right? Sometimes right. it's okay to be sad, but thank you folks. If you're uh, been here this long and enjoyed that, uh, thank you so much for, allowing adam and i to publicly process our feelings on this album that he very 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 much enjoys i feel like i will get there one day to get to that 100 percent level like top 100 album of all time uh well and uh, it wasn't a top 100 album for sure just the last couple of weeks oh fuck (laughs) uh, yeah um because hanging tree was a song that i was on the fence with a, a long, long time. So that was oh, okay. keeping this at a 12 out of 14, which was pushing it way down into my top 200. Ew, trash. Um, but then I like really got into that song and I was like, well, yeah, there's nothing wrong with 13 out of 14 tracks for mm. me. So now I don't have my list in front of me, but I believe it is somewhere in the fifties to 60s right now. So, yeah, I'll, I'll join you. I'll join you in the sun one day, my friend. I, I promise okay. I'm going to keep up with this <laughs> album and, and keep on dissecting it and, and okay. keep on processing my feelings through it. And I'm sure with wanna... repetition and with enough time, like it'll, my initial criticisms of it will just kind of wash past. Okay. Well, but Adam, what have you been listening more... to these days? Let's say we could talk about more nostalgia bombs first, or we can talk about robot girls, Mike. Let's talk about robot girls. Cause you don't shut up about robot girls the last <laughs> few weeks, man. There's been a lot of, uh, discussion about robot girls mm. and our our discord page where a young man named tom uh who said hey guys check out that new poppy ep and i was like poppy i i think i've heard of her once and then i just so happened to be listening to album or podcasts from 2018 and somewhere in the midst of that mike mentions the singer poppy very briefly mm. just you say you say she's a singer She's a young adult or something. And then I, <laughs> or make, the troll, <laughs> I make the trolls reference and then we never talk about her again. Right. So. <laughs> and I, my only exposure to Poppy was that my daughter who was a lot younger at the time was into her weird songs and also weird YouTube videos. Cause, okay. cause that, cause I'm sure as Adam's going to explain, that's a lot a lot of those weird YouTube videos have a lot to do with the character she's portraying. So right. Adam, you've been on this poppy deep dive after <laughs> listening to the eat EP, right? right? 
both of us really enjoyed the Eat EP. I know it wasn't everybody's favorite on this. It's Discord, fucking great. <laughs> you and I were like, yes, this is my jam. <laughs> I am quite the fan. So I was just like, well, who is this Poppy? And then I found all these YouTube videos with this adorably attractive blonde girl. And I was like, I want to watch videos with adorably attractive blonde girls. And then I clicked on them and I was like, oh no. What well, if I, who is I, this? <laughs> I am so. She's a like, monster. It, it, it was, it's totally just like horror movie kind of stuff where she's just like. Mixed in with a little kawaii oh, in there, you know? Yeah. It's got the like wom in the background and she's just talking about random things for a minute or so and she's sometimes looking off camera sometimes she's looking into the camera which is even more frightening and i'm just like what's going on and i keep on thinking like it's gonna be like a horror movie thing where you know her eyes are gonna bug out or something's gonna jump out at me but that never happened and i became more and more at peace as i watched more of them which was great yeah she's definitely (laughs) going for some like avant-garde sort of like art pop sort of aesthetic and right. she's transitioned Satire. from like a weird like pop electro pop artist to now into like industrial totally heavy, metal. heavy metal right so i was just like well i enjoyed this eat ep i'm gonna go back and listen to 2017's poppy dot computer as well as the other two albums and figure out who this girl is and ew poppy dot computer is one of the worst things i've ever heard in my entire oh, no life. <laughs> now, i haven't heard this at all maybe say for a couple songs that my daughter might have heard uh showed to me okay. but what is this album like well i know like from what i can gather from everything i've learned she's like she's just like i am a thing that the internet created okay so that's her thing <laughs> right yeah um, and you were explaining this to me when we were talking in person a couple weeks ago too so uh yeah so kind of go into more detail here tell tell me what that means <laughs> yeah i mean like the poppy dot computer is is so pop that it's basic i feel like it's making fun of itself it was almost like they had this it's self-aware plan. yeah like they had this plan of what they were going to start her out with and make her become by 2020 to 2021 because this is just I, i'm like i don't know who would listen to this it wasn't like it was being marketed to children but it is totally something that only people 10 and under would probably enjoy. Um, it, I, it's that bubblegum pop. It's that bubblegum except wow. for computer boy, where she talks a little bit sexual about her laptop computer. Oh no, <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> she might throw in a couple of, of like violent comments here and there. But it's it's so just bad. Like the first song, as soon as you turn it on, it's just like P O P P Y I'm Poppy. P O P P Y I'm Poppy. And it's okay, like, I've that, heard that, that song. Hook. That's the hook right there. And I, I I was like driving to work, and I was like, oh god, what have I done? <laughs> this is going to be so bad. <laughs> and no, the album does not pick up from there at okay. all. And then the last oh, so, song, but you Pop- did like appreciate it for like it's kind of meta, kind of like. Oh, the, the, the internet created this artist right. to, to, to almost be so sterile and mm-hmm. by the book to, mm-hmm. to, to, you know, as if an algorithm created this music. Right. Just to see what would happen. And, you know, it went to number 11 on the Heat Seekers charts. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> it sold, I don't think it sold super duper well, but I could be wrong. Well, this um, is her debut stuff. Like, she's just getting started, yeah. too. Because you know? she had already had all the internet videos for quite some time. And her 
producer, Titanic Sinclair, tried to get a, a Comedy Central show going. Like they have a pilot that what? was entered into Sundance. Um, yeah, but it was just like the one episode that didn't get picked up. But apparently it was at Sundance. So those weird kind of monotone, like I'm Poppy, like like that mm-hmm. they're going to make a show about that? Apparently they were going to make a show about that and they made a, a pilot that uh, did not go anywhere as far as I could tell. It was okay. just the one episode. Um, so yeah, I, I, and then... I think other stuff happened. <laughs> like there's a graphic novel somewhere in there. Um, and there's, so there's a little bit of that going on. And apparently those gra- graphic novels tell the story of Poppy. Okay. <laughs> so there's a whole lore. There's surrounding a lore her. Here. Yeah. So, I, so I feel like she's supposed to be, you know, obviously created by the internet, but also kind of like created in a laboratory in one way or another too. <laughs> okay. So, it, it does get meta. So 2018, almost exactly a year later, I am a girl. No, am I a girl? Am I out. a girl? Oh, so she's self-aware now. Well, that's the thing. That's the interest. This album is meta. It's, is maybe I went too deep, but I think this album is really, really meta because okay. it, it starts off. Okay. The first four tracks, almost the same kind of style as, beep, boop, beep, as boop, pop, pop, yeah. pop. Yeah, as a poppy.computer, and you're just like, oh, fuck, not again. Um, but then interlude one hits, and it's all like these these mechanical sounding things, like, beep, boop, beep, beep, beep. And, then, and then you just hear, beep, 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 beep. I'm Poppy. Beep, 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 beep. I'm Poppy. And it's that for 47 seconds, and I'm just like, if I could think about this enough, it sounds like they are like building a robot and adding this voice to it. And then all of a sudden, like the songs turn much darker and a little bit more self-aware because time is up. Track six right after that is mm-hmm. it, it was a single, I guess. And I watched the video and and she's like waking up inside a room and she has electrodes on her head. And then like the first line is in the factory where they made me, you know, something like that. <laughs> nice. And I'm just like okay, I'm listening. And, and so, okay. It doesn't really go too much further than that, but it's more just like, I'm awake. I don't know where I am. I don't know who I am. My brain has been wiped. I feel really weird. And like the whole song is like that. And I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. Oh. And then the track aristocrat, you can't listen to that as a grown man without being incredibly touched on a very dirty side of your brain. Oh, um, <laughs> why so is that? What, what is what's it, the song about? It's, it's about um, women, you know, fighting over, over the King in a court. And she's talking about like how she was a poor girl who like infiltrated into this scene of women that the King chooses from. And, um, and, but she dances like an aristocrat. So nobody knows that she's a poor girl. And she's just like, but I'm so pretty. And the King only wants me. Sorry, girls. And I just listened to that thing. And I'm like, Hey, <laughs> 13 year old brain songs about harems <laughs> songs about having sex with pretty girls i like it <laughs> um so that's really interesting it's like the least poppy song it's still very pop oriented but it's like the least it's, it's a very different song from anything that's come before that it's not trying um, to be provocative though or is it or, or is it no it's very pg but okay it, but but it has like like 
like harpsichord kind of elements to it mixed with like the the hip-hop beats and i'm just like i like this song a lot oh so it's catchy then (laughs) yeah it's really catchy musically it's good and it taps into my 13 year old uh pretty girls (laughs) pretty girls talking about sex um and then hard feelings is another kind of like self-aware, like, why am I feeling this all of a sudden kind of thing? So it's like, this is the uh, element of the album where it's going back and forth between like, Hey, I'm still this like pop thing. And then I'm like, wait a minute. No, I'm like this other thing. And then she's breaking into, through her programming. Right. And then you go into girls in bikinis, which is like a really ridiculously stupid song that means nothing. <laughs> and then you go into the rapture. Is it like inten- intentionally. So though, like, like, That's Oh, I, I was like, I was programmed so to be a sexual object for fans. Right, right. And, and and so it's like a very nothing pop song where it's like, ew. And and then you go into the rapture ball, which is a little bit more like like in that darker element, which is like, okay, this is kind of like this is like the back and forth element of the album. And then you go to interlude two, which is more like mechanical sounds and stuff. And then you go into track 12, 13, 14, which is all heavy metal stuff. <laughs> so, well, let so me, in that let interlude, me do you hear like her programming change or stuff it, like it's, that? It's just, it's just the sound effects that time. Okay. So it, it doesn't sound specifically like they're creating a robot or anything, or it, there's no vocal kind of thing. It's more just like a clunk, 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 clunk kind of thing. Um, and then... Like if we go back to hard feelings real quick, like that's where the electric guitar element comes in. So it's just like, it's like, oh, hey, there's electric guitar on this oh, album. So for the, that's nowhere. the first hint that like there's like rock Something elements. changing. Yeah. And then you go into Am I a Girl and Play Destroy featuring Grimes and X. And those songs are all like, like heavy metal songs. <laughs> And it's so weird, dude. It's so weird. I really want you to listen to this. Okay. <laughs> it sounds very, very avant-garde and mm-hmm. intentionally kind of meta. And yeah, that, that sounds so interesting. I, I, I'll have I, to check this out. I can't say it's good, but it's still interesting. <laughs> but there's a story that's leading up to where we currently like- are with, with Eat, at least, right? Yeah, definitely. Because am I a girl is is a like, sometimes I'm, I don't feel like a girl. Sometimes I feel like a, a boy. Like, what? who am I? It's, it's oh, so there's like some social commentary gender. there, too. It feels like that a little bit, too. And then like Play Destroy is such a cool song um, with with Grimes, where like, you're, you're coming out of like all this, you know, really sugary stuff. And that song is all about like, hey, let's let's go burn things down and put put, get, uh, put a match in the gas tank. And it sounds like two little girls just like like destroying things. <laughs> and then and, and it's mixed in with all this like dun 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 dun. And, like, <laughs> and then you hear Grimes say, "Poppy, I'm dying." And she's like, "It's a Hollywood moment." It's like, where the is this coming from? <laughs> this sounds so cool, dude. And then X was a single, which is the one where she's covered in blood in the video. And that one is completely broken free from her, like, uh, right. Like her programming. And so that one, like, like the verse is all like, la, 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 la. And then like the, the, the chorus is all super heavy, like get me bloody, get me bloody. And it's like, nice. And like the video, she's just like drenched in blood. And it's so weird. <laughs> and but what's great is like at the very beginning of the video, 
like when she first comes out and like the, the guys are like in like the spikes and playing the heavy metal music. It's almost like she's like just thrown onto the stage and the way she responds to them. And you can hear it even in the vocal track. She's just like, Ooh. And they're just like, and I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on, but like, this was the best album of the three by far. Wow. So I feel like, yeah, because then you know you go into "I Disagree" from 2020, which yeah, is the so one where she's on the cover. And it's totally metal. Yeah, so now that she's gone into a completely different genre, you know, both musically and with the story that she's trying to tell, like you mm-hmm. still like uh, "Am I a Girl" better? Oh yeah, because "I Disagree" is not is not that good. Oh okay, <laughs> I think in I gave what I way? Disagree. Like it's just kind of like generic <sighs> kind of studio produced metal which is what we get a lot these days i feel like that it's like they they were really getting creative with the stuff on the previous album where i could see where the hype for this one was going to be high because those tracks were were so interesting and good and this one there's there's like four tracks that are really good on here out of the 10 um but yeah it just it gets a little long i'd say all of these albums are about five minutes too long where you're just like i'm, I'm ready for them to be done um and yeah as a full album of metal it didn't it didn't work i feel like as eps go she does a lot better on this side of things like you can handle it for for 15 minutes 35 minutes is a whole different story so lore wise this album doesn't do anything interesting it's just like she's just fully immersed into this and and free from the indoctrination and things like that okay yeah so and this was a lot of like breaking away from her, you know, abusive producer guy who started her off and in, in real life. Yeah. So I, I watched the videos for all these songs because I just can't get enough and they don't all really songs tell have videos. <laughs> Not all of them, but oh, okay. all of the ones that had videos I watched just to see if I could figure out something to, to, to make sense of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was, they were, they weren't all that great. So, um, a lot of religious imagery, a lot of like, I'm a, I'm a fallen angel, demon, Lucifer kind of thing, which is cool, but you know, I've, I've, I've been there, done that. Right. Um, and they're shot very well. Um, yeah. So make your own decisions, America. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like it's up my fucking alley, dude. Cause like, I love like, even like in a, in a Mo or something, right. With all the avant-garde kind of mm-hmm. left field, and there's even like lyrically, there's like some meta stuff of like, like the fans reaction and, you know, stuff right. like that. Like this is taking it like, it sounds like it's taking it like to a whole different level where she's creating a character and, right. and almost as if like it, you need a couple albums to let this character kind of evolve, which right. is so interesting. So, and I don't know where it's going, which is weird. Cause I was like, okay, I feel like they've, done this enough now i don't know where you go from here except yeah. to get more maybe and more she outrageous. needs to shift to a different genre at this point i i don't know um, so you've only heard the three full length albums and then eat and the ep the eat ep apparently there's another ep called choke that i watched a couple of videos for that one that were yeah, i believe were fever 333 is on one of those songs okay and i listened to that song and i wasn't too big of a fan i think it's but... like scary mask i think right Yes, scary mask. Okay, so that that was interesting, but I didn't care for it too much. So I don't know. I, I still feel like 
like like she's trying to do something here. She's trying to break away from something, or I I don't know. Um, they're not telling the story anymore. <laughs> so you, you, uh, you yeah. think this is like the, the genre she's going to stick to, or probably I don't see her going back to pop music. Okay. Well, that's a very interesting. <laughs> oh, like, it, let's say her intention was to always go into this like new metal industrial side it's a very interesting way to get there to, mm-hmm. to establish yourself as like this bubblegum pop princess who's a little weird and kind of robotic and stuff like that and to mm-hmm. like create this whole backstory through music in order mm-hmm. to get to this weirdo throwback new metal sound i mean like can you name anybody else that's done that that's fucking dope no no. and just from album one to album three so but but it's almost it feels like like they've they've run out of ideas at this point Mm -hmm. so (laughs) i'm not really sure well i you've definitely piqued my interest and i am (laughs) going to be jumping into some poppy lore and uh very 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 soon but uh speaking of young female entertainers uh rebecca black dude like we recommended <laughs> the new rebecca black yes that rebecca black uh she had an 11s rebecca black 2011 13 year old girl rebecca black and we were and, and we were recommended her latest ep uh what's it called here it's called rebecca black was here this came out was on here. june 16th and you hear the you you hear someone on Discord say, "Hey, hey guys, I think you really <laughs> like the new Rebecca Black EP." And I, you know, you go into that and you're like, "Is this a joke?" <laughs> you get some sleep, Tom. Get some sleep. Yeah, you just, yeah. I think you're, you're not, a little sleep deprived right. from your son being born recently. <laughs> but no, it's a it's a sh- short little EP, and my goodness, it's fantastic. <laughs> it wasn't. The greatest thing for me. Okay, sure, sure. Okay, I, I liked a couple of tracks. I, I definitely liked a couple of tracks. But the the latter half, the the last three songs are a lot stronger than the first uh, the first two songs. I'd admit the first two songs are pretty kind of like, oh, I you know this this, this this would be great. These songs would be great on the radio. But like, there's so much like interesting stuff going on in the last three songs that like I think those I think those three songs themselves warrant a whole uh, listen for this EP. And man, like I was so surprised at how much I enjoyed that. And I, and like, I give this like a glowing recommendation now, man. It's so good. I mean, I think it was bad to listen to Poppy and Rebecca Black in the same week. Cause I'm like, as I'm Makes digging sense. and digging for things, I'm just like, well, this EP has nothing to dig for. <laughs> so, um, but I liked a couple of tracks. I, I can't deny that. I think it was either two or three out of the six, I believe there was. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, is it six or five? I don't remember. I thought it was six, but I, okay. I, I can't. I can't find it anymore. It's gone. <laughs> but I, I, good to know she's she she likes girls. You know, I'm glad that she's out and proud as a performer under thirty. You gotta hit that up. Hit that up. <laughs> right. Um, and I, I enjoyed reading about what happened to her after Friday. Yeah, Granted, there, I, I've seen a lot of like interviews and like short little documentary films about. Yeah, like you said, like the time where that infamous Friday song came out in 2010 and Mm -hmm. like the bullying that, you know, admittedly, like I was a part of too. Like I never sent her like personal (laughs) comments or anything, but like, you know, she was the butt of the joke for everyone, including me. And I think you too, like 
and you know, oh, yeah, I mean, like it, it was Frank who was the one driving that, and we just went along with him. Oh, sure, yeah, we were, yeah. We were, we were in the band, and we were just like, yeah, that song is stupid, whatever. And I don't know why it kept on going. I was just like, I thought we would stop talking about this after a couple of weeks, but it just kept on going. <laughs> sure, yeah, and we forget, we forget sometimes with these with these artists and especially with some of these kids, like these are real people and these are children. And in some cases, these are children who never intended for this song to like get as big as it was, but because of the bad production, like, uh, and, and I remember like shortly after this song, like some like entertainment news thing, like went to her house and interviewed her and they asked her to sing the national it? anthem. And she has like a very pretty voice. And it's like, Oh, okay. So it was just a production thing, but still like right. that, 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 that didn't stop the jokes. That didn't stop like the constant harassment and bullying. So she like took a huge, just like, like she had to change schools. She like stopped all of her social medias, like understandably so. And like, she just came back like much later. And like when she was, you know, an adult at that point and like started releasing like music with her own voice and good production and stuff like that. And like, this is her newest release. Uh, Rebecca Black was here and I freaking love it. Okay. And you seem to enjoy some of the songs. I thought it was okay. Yes, yeah. that's true. I loved reading the story about like they just found this this ARK music factory. Her mom mm-hmm. paid four thousand dollars for them to produce the song in the video. I don't think like they ever meant for it to be like seen by other people. Right. Yeah. It, it was like it, a it present to her or something. Yeah. If yeah. I remember correctly. <laughs> it's like four thousand dollars. Holy moly, that's a lot. Yeah. That's but, not too bad. But I just remember thinking like I bet this is happening to a lot of kids out there. Like their parents are paying for them to have a song and most of them aren't getting virally famous. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Just for whatever reason, this one did. And I think it's because of the bad production and the auto tune on her voice. And, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that she looks, she looks and she is, or she was an awkward teenager. Right. And, the, and the music video has a lot of awkward teenagers in there. So it's, it's, it's rife for jokes. Mm-hmm. Right. But, uh, you know, because it's the internet, of course, we all took it too far. Too but. far, too far. But hey, she's back. She's making music. Doesn't mean it's going to be my favorite type of music, but of course not. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, but yeah, uh, um, high, high recommendation from me at least. If you want something a little bit, um, you know, fr- fr- from your pop, from your pop artist, if you want something a little bit different, a little bit like with some slight edge to it, especially in the last three tracks, like yeah, go check it out. It's it's, it's a quick little listen too. It'll take you like 15, 16 minutes or whatever. Very cool. Mike, I have so many more albums to talk about. I just Please think, talk about them. <laughs> I'll just, um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the last three albums from Frankie Turn Turn. Frankie uh, Turn! Who is so uh, conveniently named by Weegs on yep. Discord. Uh, it'd be Frank Turner. Um, good Lord. I mean, thank you so much for bringing this artist into our lives. Thank you for this it gift. A great, great, great idea. Um, now, Albums six, seven, and eight, I would say, finally, we're going to take a little bit of a break from the emotionally heavy stuff, which maybe we kind of needed um, for positive songs for negative people. You know, like it's, I haven't listened to it in, in over a week now. So I it sounds like an ironic title, though. I know. I know. So are, are these songs actually positive? they they are <laughs> okay yeah i would okay I, w- I would definitely say yes now i'm looking at the track listing um again not my favorite of all of the albums but still some very good songs the, the track josephine 
Um, you know, I can, I, I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, who did it first, Brian Fallon or Frank Turner? Cause, um, it, it has some rosemary elements to it. I was about to say, like, is this, uh, is this the rosemary of this, of this album? <laughs> it really is. And, but it's just, there's there, just like the pre-course is a little similar. Uh, I think that's the only thing. Um, it's still a very good song. Um, but silent key, Mike, that song, that song. That song's gonna gonna kill me for the rest of time. Maybe you won't have the same reaction to it. Oh but my that's god! The, uh, Please don't the, tell me the, that. <laughs> the the Krista McAuliffe uh, Challenger 1986 song um, shows up both on this album as well as the acoustic version on No Man's Land. Oh. So it took me three days before I realized, like, oh my goodness, I'm listening to the same song. <laughs> Like on the so same it's completely day. different on um, No Man's Land, then. Right, right. The 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 positive songs version is uh, the the plugged in version. Okay, and it's got some guest vocals on the bridge. Um, but man, like I I can get that song stuck in my head, and again, I can't go around singing it in public because right when it it hits you in the first verse you're like oh god this is this is just the visual image of uh of of going through what she went through he captures that right mm-hmm. there and the whole song the rest of the song is her falling into the ocean after Fuck. that and it's like oh my god and then i realized oh god i've been listening to the song twice a day for those first 3 days before i realized that it was just the acoustic version difference mm-hmm. <laughs> um but I, I really, really like that song a lot. So Incredible. I hope I hope you like it when you get there too. Um and then Be More Kind, not not my favorite, not my favorite album by, by Frankie Turn. In comparison um, to the rest of the Frankie Turner song albums, or yeah. just in general, it's just like eh. In comparison, I mean it, it's it's a little bit of a step down. Um just I don't I don't know how to put it, just the I guess it is more of the emotional factor. I do enjoy this, the make America great again song, which what? is a spin on, uh, you know, other people's usage of that. Oh, okay. So Jesus. You'll, you'll enjoy Christ. it. Scared the there. fucking shit out of me. <laughs> you will enjoy it when you get there. Okay, okay. So positive songs for negative people. It's still not bad. I gave it a nine out of 12. Still a lot of, a lot of okay. good stuff. Here. This one for be more kind, uh, six out of 13. Oh, Whoa. Uh, I know Whoa. big step down for me at least. Um, but does the yeah, musical direction change at all? Or is it just like, just this, these, the songwriting didn't hit you as hard. Yeah. This one, not, a, not as much of the folk elements so much. It feels safer at times. Okay. Um, 21st century survival blues. I know is a really, really good song. Um, and uh, yeah, not, not just not as good, not as, emotionally wonderful as well, we can't cry every that. week can we i know but if you go from 2015 to 2018 like i'd be ready to cry by then but i'm glad i only had to wait <laughs> a, i was listening to these the same week <laughs> so and then yeah no man's land is so interesting and so good because it's yeah, all just about just reading about the the concept of this album and it's very very intriguing mm-hmm. and it's got those folk elements. I feel like he shifts the musical style on most of these songs. It's not just straight, you know, acoustic guitar, folky stuff. Um, and, and yeah, it, it's it's all about women who 
made their mark on the world and the story of how they made their mark on the world. And yeah, it's such an interesting concept, but all the songs are really, really good on top of that, except for there's like one song I gave a non pass to. I think it was Nika track four. Cause, and you feel bad like saying, I don't like that song because it's still like an interesting about story. A person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. An interesting story about a person who did really, really cool things. Pannonica de Konig Swarter, who was a British jazz musician, a uh, leading patron of the bebop music uh, movement, um, you know, back at like, I don't know, turn of the century times. Um, yeah, probably so back yeah, when women got... weren't taken seriously as musicians. And it talks about her traveling and becoming, you know, married to some like famous people and being treated poorly. And like, it's a, it's a lot of women being treated poorly and rising from it on this. That's so just the I, nature <laughs> of our stupid human race. I know. I Abolish really the patriarchy. I really enjoyed the song about uh, William Blake's wife track three. That's a great song. And then a perfect wife is about a serial killer named Nanny Doss. And Ooh, shit. it is, the happiest song about a woman killing multiple people. <laughs> so, um, and, and again, two and a half minutes, he like crams it all in to like the super, like just like ding, 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 ding kind of song. And nice. I, I love it. And then you got your acoustic version of silent key, uh, which is great. And you got, um, uh, the death of Dora hand. Who, apparently she was like a lounge singer back in Dodge city, Kansas in the 1800s. And so that one like has a very country music, American country music twang to it, but it's, but it's all story driven. Yeah. It makes sense uh, for like, the subject matter. Right. And then the graveyard of the outcast dead is like such an emotionally crushing song about yeah, that's I, the I, one I about told the, you, the, 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 the sex prostitute. workers. Yeah. yeah. The prostitute burial ground with all these unmarked graves. Shit, oh, dude. And then the lioness is such an incredible song about the first woman who like out in Egypt, who outwardly chose to like stop wearing a face mask or, you know, face shield mm-hmm. back in the face 20s. Coverings, I yeah. think it was face coverings. So in, in the Islamic society, and then you got, you got your rescue Annie, which is a song about the, the, the 16 year old girl that they found in the river that um, they kind of like the lore of her, became such an interesting pop culture phenomenon in the 1880s that eventually they like her death mask was used to create the first CPR dolls in what the sixties. It's such a cool story. Wow. <laughs> it's such a good song on top of that. And um, like, it, it would have been like, you know, like having a framed version, a framed vinyl of my chemical romance for a goth kid. Apparently in the 1880s, you had the death mask of this, of this random 16 year old girl that was found floating in a river that they just kind of like made up her backstory about why she was in the river. And it kind of took off as a phenomenon at the time. So how how does one like find these stories? Like, I don't know. That's so cool. (laughs) But it's so cool that like he took these like stories that may not have been like as, you know, big as what they should be and like turn mm-hmm. them into songs and put them out there. And right. you know, now people who may not have ever heard them will have heard them. Right. Right. And That's then the so last cool. song is, is about his mother and it's, ah, you it's, son it's, of a bitch. <laughs> it's about his freaking mother. And it's uh. so good. <laughs> so when you get there, Mike, it will be, it'll be a journey. And that's his uh, most recent album, I believe. Right. The next one's going to come out in February from what? what? I read. Really? 
Really? Oh, yes. 22. So I'm ready. All right. We'll be all caught up by then, dude. (laughs) Fuck. Album of the year 2022. Let's get it. (laughs) Might be. We should be ready for a Brian Fallon album by that point, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah, by then, yeah. Well, ooh, the competition, dude. Right. Should have a Menzinger's album by that point, I would hope, too. Oh, all my God. I think we're probably due, like, this year. But, like, yeah, let's do all three in one year. Fuck it. Right. <laughs> but also, so, Poetry of the Deed. It's a fucking oh, album. Oh, yes. Dude. Album yeah. three. Yeah. Man. I mean, I like, there, what else is there to say? You already, you already, like, sung its praises a couple of weeks ago. And now right. I'm catching up and like, yeah, you're fucking right about everything. I fucking love this album, dude. <laughs> Fuck. I gave it a 10 out of 13 total. I think The Road is such an incredible song. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely one of the highlights of uh, highlights for me on this one is I think there's a music video that I haven't checked out yet for that one. I think I, I saw it. I believe it. it was a single, so there should be a video somewhere. Um, and then what is the one right before that? I disappear or i am disappeared something like that before the road i think that's sons of liberty which i i remember because like oh that's a that's a metal gear solid reference too oh okay yeah you're right um what am i thinking of oh no i'm thinking of a song off of the next album that's really really good okay yeah the one that you're hyping up (laughs) oh yeah i'm so excited to get to that one man but yeah dude like i am hella obsessed with (laughs) frank turner at this point and you're just keep you you're you yourself you're just hyping me because you're, you're you're well ahead of me at, the, at this point so like dude right. give me more daddy <laughs> so uh, yeah uh, england keep my bones is uh right in the same vein you know it's it's not as great for me as what telltale heart is or tape deck heart um but still good stuff man i hope mm-hmm. that you continue to enjoy this journey you're just taking it week by week right just week by week yeah i mean, I mean per... unless unless you know I, for love ire and song I, I took that for like two weeks of like oh, oh that's my right. God, this, it's, it's that one's my favorite for the three so far right. it's fucking incredible dude but yeah I've, I've i'm not i am not uh enjoying any of the subsequent albums like any less i think they're okay. i think they're all fantastic in their own way uh, England Keep My Bones gonna be checking out this next week. Uh, nice. I also checked out uh, the last couple or last week or so. Um, I, I'm on to some new bands. Uh, yes, checking some out new uh, old stuff. New old bands. Uh, first of which, we'll just get through this really quick. Uh, Live used to be a band called Public Affection. All the same members, from my understanding. Uh, they just were just known as that band. Uh, before back in 1989 right. august they 17th little, 1989 when i turned three uh, they the were album, little children back then yes they yeah. were slightly older than you yep uh <laughs> the death of dictionary uh i mean it's very poor production um i don't yeah. know if this, they ever re- re-released this album at some no, point I, but... I never even heard of this album prior to like last year mm-hmm. but um yeah i mean like it, it's what you would probably expect from an 80s rock album it's not mm-hmm. it, it 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 doesn't come it doesn't come off as like glam rock but ed how do you pronounce his name ed kowalczyk, ed kowalczyk. uh so ed kowalczyk like he sounds he you can tell he's trying to go in, he's trying to go for like an axel rose type of like rah, rah, like he's trying to do like That's a weird like 80s rock whale and wow. like it's a little off-putting right. because especially when you go i'm gonna jump ahead here at to mental jewelry in 1991 his voice 
is a huge step up in just that short amount of time. Of course, okay. they, 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 they yes. yeah, they, they became live at that point. And like mm-hmm. the production is really yes. good, um, especially for a 90, an album from 91, even like when you're comparing mm-hmm. it to the production of like today. Um, it's it's got that like that ten feel from Pearl Jam. Yeah, it does. You know, like yeah, very crisp drums and that bass is just like boom, 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 boom. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and and this came out around that same time too. Like, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to like hammer down like the type of genre this is, and I'm and I'm kind of yeah. like like I, I always compared them to like REM. I always feel like they were trying okay. to recreate rem especially in the early days but now i'm realizing that i'm listening to cat stevens i was like oh well he ed is channeling a lot of cat stevens with his vocals okay on some of this stuff it's really interesting to see that yeah so like they, they do have like a bit of like a funk element a little jam bandy right they're not going to have that that funky bass so much uh, yeah in, like, yeah later albums but it's definitely yeah. there on mental jewelry yeah, but the bass work, dude, like especially like on the song Waterboy. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Love that. Like I love that song because of the bass. Um, right. But the, this like, this was an album like I had listened to everything of theirs. And then I found out, oh, hey, Live had a first album. What? And mm-hmm. so like I started listening to Live in 94, 95. I didn't listen to this album until like 2006. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, and then I listened to it and I'm like, oh, this doesn't sound like live. <laughs> like it kind of does, but it's definitely not where they went with their more radio friendly sound yeah. of the later years. But yeah, it's, but still looking back on it now, it's like, well, man, all the, all the elements were there. All the songwriting is definitely there. Yeah. And I enjoyed this album a lot too. Like there are some corny cool. elements to it um i mean like i i think you are the world is like very corny and repetitious yeah, i'm not like, a big fan of that song yeah yeah it's just like i can see where he was going with but i i don't think the songwriting on that song is very good i i think it's it it, it kind of reeks of like first draft kind of again uh, 20 years old there he's 20 yeah so i'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt right like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna (laughs) beat so hard on he's just you know a young guy at the time um but also going back to Waterboy, i have a note here on my spreadsheet the the chorus because he's doing that kind of grunge kind of like kind of like register (laughs) like i thought the lyric was free my son making lots of porn (laughs) (laughs) so like for the first three listens i'm like that can't be the lyrics so i had to look it up and it's like oh it's like make me water boy or whatever it is but like now it's in my head like making lots of porn (laughs) (laughs) oh man i'm I'm glad that this album kind of introduced you to the band i think you will you will carry into the the later albums very well because i mean if you want choruses that hit like a fucking truck this is the band Um, sure man and I can and so, see like the potential of this band too, because this isn't a band that like I've, I'm familiar with. Like I've heard you talk about them, of course. Uh, you know, this was a band that like you grew up with in the nine in the nineties and stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, did you grow up with them, or did you just kind of go go back and check everything out? No, I, Throwing Copper was my introduction to them ninety four oh. ninety five, and like I I just was stuck on that album. I didn't move on until maybe two thousand when Cameron gave me album four and okay. that quickly became like one of my favorite albums of all time. Okay. So, but and I do want to make a note here that like, 
I you've recommended me pretty much their entire discography except for the album V. <laughs> well, let's see where you f- what you feel when a- after okay. we go through um, distance to here because that album is so wonderful and V is so awful. Okay, that I don't know if I'll I take want your you word to for it, but we'll see. To it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see where we go from there. But uh, yeah, one okay. last thing, like. There's a song in here called The Beauty of Grey, which like, mm-hmm. again, just like You Are the World, I can see where Ed Kowalczyk was coming from. Yes. But like that song is just kind of blunt and matter of the fact. And it's just kind of like, <laughs> it is. It's like, it hey, is, what if like- you saw a homeless lady and she asked you for money, but you didn't give her money. Now think about that little homeless lady. If she was your mother, you definitely give her money. I'm like... <laughs> Mike, what? we're supposed to blur all the characters together, okay? Yeah. All the colors together. This is the world that we're heading towards. This was 1991. You know, the, the, yeah. the hippie revival movement was happening again. The doors had just been released on VHS. We're, we were good to go. <laughs> yeah. And again, like, I, the, there was a message there, but the message didn't come through okay. in, a, in, a, in a good way because I feel like the lyrics are so borderline funny with that with mm. like unintentionally funny with that track but and, but again the, there's a there's a lot of potential here and like i have no exposure to this band live i'm sure i've heard a single here and there that i'll probably come across right. when we Throwing get there as a few tracks i would imagine maybe but, at least one or two yeah yeah so i'm sure i'll hear them when they when when when, when i get there but uh yeah mental jury is a is a good introduction to them like a couple of tracks notwithstanding and uh you know water boy makes a lot of porn that i've learned <laughs> he doesn't keep the low register uh on subsequent albums he, got, oh, he goes he? much higher end of his vocal range um with the, well that's good to hear because like you know uh, for how many how, for however many albums that i'm going to be checking out for this band like you know i i, I like to i like to hear both musicians mm-hmm. and vocalists evolving their sound and, and uh, throwing copper know. was universally uh, loved by the Discord community when I brought it up with our Bai We Al Swali. That's true. I remember reading that. Back. So I'm so excited I, to check that out. That is the next album I'll be checking out for this band. Yes. And this album, oh man, I could just, I could, it, it, it is 1995, 94 to me. Like I have so many wonderful, wonderful memories with this album, not, not just in the mid 90s, but even into the 2000s and beyond. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I hope we don't have a, Saturday nights and Sunday mornings problem again. <laughs> we'll see. Well, but we'll see. If we do, that's okay. I will. I, I. I'm. I am mature enough in myself to be able to deal with that because I know where Dave and Daniel and and Weegs feel on mm-hmm. this album. And Tom, it's probably time you listen to that one. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so really quick now, uh, moving on. I'm, the, the next band I'll be checking out is the Dave Matthews Band. That's right, the band that Dave Matthews himself. Is it? <laughs> uh, and this is their. You, uh, if you look at Wikipedia, they will explain on there where the band name came from, um, where they were just the the violinist was calling to to put them on the list of bands for that night, and they just asked him, "What's the name of the singer?" And he told them Dave Matthews, and the person wrote down Dave Matthews Band, and then they all saw that, and then they all were like sounds like a plan because they didn't have a name leading that sounds like a that that sounds like a band name that speaks to all of us in the band (laughs) (laughs) and at that point when they were nobodies sure they thought it worked so under the table and dreaming a very big success for this band right out the gate interesting and this is this is their first album 
Six million copies later. Yes. Jesus Christ. But uh, I mean, yeah, this was a this was a good little ditty. Uh, I enjoyed it. I I I I did enjoy it. I, the production is very good. This is 1994, I think it is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I I I did enjoy it. Uh, not a lot of stuff that I recognized. Did I don't you know ants marching. That was that's still the one that gets played everywhere. I don't believe I recognize that song. Wow. Uh, let okay. me play it really quick, actually. So that one's, that one's like baseball stadiums. Oh uh, well, that's probably why I don't recognize it. But um, I recognize it right from that. I mean the the horn section is somewhat familiar, but I don't know if I've ever heard this on the radio or something. That's violin. Is there like music videos for this? Yeah. Oh, okay. a, I think it might have been the first single. It's like their big breakout song. Oh, second single. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was their their big breakout song at the time. Um, what would you say? I think was the first like lead single. Yeah. Oh, okay. Track two. Yeah, so I remember. I, I went into this expecting to hear some songs that I've recognized, but I yeah, I didn't really recognize it. But I think that's for its, this album's benefit. I, mm-hmm. I did enjoy it for like what it is and like it was yeah. a lot of upbeat stuff. And, you know, f- after coming right off of like counting crows and how emotionally crushing that last mm-hmm. album is like this, yeah. this was a, this was a good little kind of um, pick me up, you know? Right. And satellite, I can, that was the big one that my friend Chris would like play on repeat while he was, uh, you know, scanning AOL back in the mid nineties, mm-hmm. but you just put that song. It would just play over and over and over. And over yeah, I love again. the little guitar picking in satellite. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's like, it's kind of like ethereal almost the way that the guitar work goes into that song. But, um, but with that really being said, cool. like the pacing of this album too, very good. I, I love the way it ebbs and flows. I, I wasn't expecting right. much going into this album. Like uh, just like with live, like I don't, I have very little exposure to Dave Matthews other than like the song every day, which was like their big, like feel good after nine 11 oh, yeah. kind of music video. <laughs> you'll get there by tr- uh, album four. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this, this is another band. You'll, like, go ahead. Oh, you'll, you'll recognize crash off of the next album. Obviously. Okay. So crash yeah, crash is the next one. I have the 2017 re-release uh, for this one. I think, yeah, they have the 2017 re-release for that one. So, uh, yeah, excited to continue on uh, this journey because this is a, it, yeah, I wasn't expecting this band much. Has all of the elements because you got your you got your violin, which again we don't listen to a lot of violin these days. Mm-hmm. Um, we got your your incredible jazz bass when you get into uh, Stefan Lassard's bass stuff. He's an incredible guy. You got you know acoustic guitar. Dave Matthews can definitely do that very well. You got saxophone for crying out loud, and you got one of the best drummers that has ever lived in Carter Buford doing that like jazz funk style. Um, that just kind of continues to get better and better over time too. So, um, but again, crash into me, not my favorite. This is like a 50, 50 album that I feel everybody needs to know because it's got that, that hit song on it and listening to that song in the context of the album. And what's the hit song crash into me. Oh, okay. You should know that one, right? Uh, I not, not from the song title, but I have it here. I'll play it right now. Interesting. I'll just jump to like the first minute. Okay. Oh yeah, I know the song. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I know it for like emo- em- as soon as like, <laughs> like okay, yes. I got it. So again, baseline on that song, beautiful. 
cool. every I mean that song is is great in and of itself, and the first half of this album is great, but the second half is just like and again sixty eight minutes long it's yeah a I mean, long album. <laughs> I, I, for band, for albums that have come out in the nineties, I expect them to be like an hour or so, so like okay i i i I'm jumping into this like knowing full well what I'm getting myself into, mm-hmm. so it's good. <laughs> So we'll see how that goes. And and, and again, vocally, some people uh, on Discord said vocally they could not stand uh, the listenings of Dave Matthews' voice. Mm. Uh, are you are you in a good place with that? Well, because I've already inundated myself with a lot of like grunge, and it, you know, he has that very kind of low register kind of right. thing. But it, but it mixes well with like the jazz. It's a cool mm-hmm. juxtaposition. So yeah. like I have no at least at least as far as like under the table goes, like mm-hmm. I have no problem with it. Okay. Yeah, his vo- his vocals don't change very much through okay. the years. Obviously, I figured he gets cause... he he gets more and more intense over time. Oh um, yeah, that's one thing I wanted to mention. Like, motherfucker can scream. Holy shit! Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. I agree. You never would have guessed from the singles that you might have heard. Yeah, I would have never guessed just from like the tone of the album. As soon as you start listening mm-hmm. to it, like, what's the song that he screams in in Under the Table? I forget okay. what it was. It, it might be ants marching. It might be, it. yeah. But uh, yeah, there, I, that took me as a, as a surprise. Same like, way. Yeah, and, and, that, and that took me for like a huge surprise. Like I was not expecting him. He's like growling, and he's like, like, whoa, yeah. dude, motherfucker's yeah. angry. <laughs> That's where uh, under or uh, before these crowded streets. Oh, okay, it's, cool. It gets it gets fun on that in the middle of that album. Nice, it's dude. dark. It's so dark. Nice. But I feel like you, you gotta you're getting established with the first two albums, and then you can get hit with this one that was very polarizing, I think, for the world. And then the next two albums are like, oh hey, I'm, I'm not so I'm not so. Sad <laughs> I got anymore. it out of my system. I could be happy <laughs> yeah. again. So, um, and I, and I, that's basically what he said was just like they. Well, I'll tell you the story, obviously, when you get there. Of course, but, yeah. You know, they, they had canned the original album and then created Every Day because they were like, we were working on these songs and they were so sad and dark. We were not, it wasn't fun. So yeah. we're just like, let's scratch this and write Every Day, but we'll get there. Yeah. And then a certain time. date happened and then, you know, it was probably for the best, I'm sure. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But uh, so, yeah. Um, yes. That's and all then, I got for you, know, man. Okay, I'll talk about meatloaf later because we are way over time at this. We point. are, yes, and again, and again, I'm sorry for to you personally, Adam, that like I I delayed uh, this week's episode. But uh, yeah, folks, thank right. you for uh, joining us on this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope that you will, uh, both of us, hope that you'll take some time to at least read some lyrics from Saturday nights and Sunday mornings, and appreciate you uh, hearing us kind of publicly work through this together. And I feel like I, I feel like I had a good understanding a better understanding uh than when i reviewed it on the last episode so um so yeah thank you to adam for that thank you for your patience adam and thank you for being patient with me and not no problem and not uh, glad to know that i am like secure enough to to be able to withstand (laughs) such a verbal thrashing it was last episode i mean i I listened back to that and i was just like man mike really let me have it you son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i i i i can hear the potential of this one and i just wanted to get past that last hump so thank you for at least showing me guiding me to where i should be going uh in the future feel free feel free to listen to somewhere under wonderland in 2014 and you'll be like oh 
the last album was was left there. <laughs> uh oh. Okay. But yeah. uh yeah, we since we are uh over time here, I just want to let you guys uh let you guys go for the week. Uh thank you again for to check for checking this out and thank you for those of you who did check out uh our last little crossover episode with the Dorkiest podcast and uh if if and I'll, and I'll plug it one more time uh cuz from what I'm seeing, people don't want me talking about it but uh yeah if you're if you're a fan of video games i have another podcast called the dorkiest podcast you can subscribe on uh anywhere that you listen to great podcast uh, mike we, shut up i'll try one more time one more time the, more counting, time, crows re- uh, the <laughs> counting crows released an ep in may and we didn't know about it really this week or uh, this, this may year 21st. may oh. 21st 2021 well then screw the dorkiest podcast it's called it's called butter miracle sweet one I don't know what any of this means, but I'm Butter just like miracle miracle. Yes. Wow. I think I had seen a track on YouTube saying that it was really, no, the album, the, the EP itself is 18 minutes, so it's not too bad. Oh, but okay. it's called Butter Miracle Sweet One. That's like three tracks on a, on a regular Counting Crows album. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Interesting. but yes. Uh, so if, if, if you, if you are interested uh, you can check out the previous episode prior to this one and get a, get a taste of what that show is about. And then go. Mike, shut up. Way. There's okay. a second EP coming soon, as well as a, as a full album coming soon. <laughs> I think Maybe I know where game. I stand now with both you, Adam and our listeners with uh yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, thank you guys for checking out this week's show. Join us on uh, whatever we do on the next episode or some, we have some, show, we have some show, um, uh, show topics too that we're throwing around. So, uh, Main released that. a new album this week. I don't think it's going to be that good. But I, I don't think so either. So I decided to skip it. So Man, are you going to listen? Thirty to it? minutes. It's not bad. I'm listening to it so far. It's not that bad. Okay, that's not where I want to be with the main. Every 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 one of their albums are not that bad. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, you, I, you you'll let me know, I guess. But uh, okay. yeah, uh, for my co-host Adam, I'm your co-host Mike. And like we say, when we're, you know, wallowing in our own self-despair, trying to claw out of it and not quite succeeding. So we're going to write an album about it. Um, man, leave the gun at home. Leave the gun at home. Oh, man, we can just say that about everybody who lives in the U.S., right? <laughs> Fuck. Right. <laughs> <laughs>